Yeah, I don't know what happened to the music. I was trying to get the music back on, man. You see, I tried to give Elon some props, and this is what happened. I guess you could only play some music in the beginning, and then when you try to restart it again, it doesn't um, doesn't get popping again. But anyway, forget all that. Um, obviously, news just broke not too long ago. Elliot Kondo going to North Carolina. I think anybody with a brain that know what's up knew that was the most likely outcome. But you know, uh, shout shout out to Adam Weitzman. You know, he 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 got his uh, attention out there. Whatever he was looking for, his name was out. You know, his name was out there more than the Syracuse staff and trying to recruit this kid. So if it was attention he was looking for, he definitely got it. But um, anyway. Uh, Bryce, I'm gonna get to you first because, um, you know, I had hit you up and I wanted to get your take because we had a good talk, um, before the season. So I wanted to get your take on, um, everything with the, 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 the team. And I know you was at the game, the last game against Pitt. So I wanted to get your firsthand take on everything and stuff like that. And if you have any thoughts about, um, you know, the whole NIL stuff, everything that just happened with this Kado situation and stuff. Maybe you have some insight on what the hell is happening with the sky and what this what, what what was all of this about the last few days where, you know, I think everybody pretty much knew he was going to North Carolina, but this guy uh, you know, wanted to make it about himself, about all these, you know, offers he was putting out and stuff and he's done nothing to help football. And right now he's he has striked out with basketball because um outside of Cado, Ian Jackson, another top five prospect from the Bronx, he's not even and apparently Weissman reached out to him, he's not even considering Syracuse. So right now it's not a good look with this guy. But you know, he can keep on paying people to hang out with him in the front row at Syracuse games and, you know, um, He'll get write-ups about that. But as far as helping the team land some top recruits, it's a dud so far. But we'll see how it goes in the future. So um, let me get you on, Bryce. Uh, let me see. And then, Vince, I got you after that because I'm curious to hear your takes on everything Q's related as well. Dean? Hey, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. Happy holidays to you and your family. Yeah, you too, guy. man. You have a good Christmas? Yeah, yeah, everything was good. Everything was good. No, that's good, man. Yeah, um, yeah, this whole Elliot Cadeau situation, um, it's it, I, I feel like it really it shows the the psyche of of Q's fans right now. Just how you know any any five star guy they make it into their top six, and uh, oh, you know everyone's freaking out. Whereas in, in reality, I mean, I I hadn't really heard anything. Um, you know, seriously with this kid um, when it comes to a Syracuse connection. And, you know, it just doesn't it, – it, it, when, you know, he dropped his top six and all that, it didn't really make a lot of sense to me. Um, but, yeah, the, the whole the whole Weitzman situation is uh, interesting. Um, it just, like – it just seems like if you're going to, like, do that – try and like do it it seems seems like there's a disconnect there with um 
Weitzman and like Bayheim because yeah, this like report comes out where but it didn't even seem like Cuse was going after uh Cadeau that hard. And yeah, it just it does make it it does make it look like he just kinda wants it to be about himself. But yeah. Uh definitely definitely an interesting uh time for recruiting just because you know, there's nothing really going on in 2023. Um, I mean, William William Patterson's out there still, but you know, they basically missed out on uh, everyone else. And yeah, it's it. I'm very very fascinated to see how this roster. Uh, I know it's looking ahead a little bit, but how this roster uh, is shaping up for 2024. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think the hope is that these guys, it's not like anybody outside of Judah, and you would think um, if his three-point shooting numbers, his perimeter shooting numbers are still the same, that he'll see a second season at Syracuse, you would think the rest of the guys, they'll be back. Like, that has to be the hope. Yeah. That you, you, build, you, you build on this core. And an interesting theory that I have, with this whole, like, with what Weissman, what he's trying to do, I think if they can, with him and the coaching staff, if they can ever be on the same page, how he can help more so than, like, all right, I'm just going to go after, like, five-star guys and strike out and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a guy like Judah where we know he's a star in the making, right? Like, he's already a star. Yeah. But if he goes through the NBA process... And we know how it goes where it's like 50-50. Yeah. You can use a guy like Weissman to say, you know what? If you're if you don't have that guaranteed lottery pick, top 20 pick and stuff, don't chase to be, you know, don't go out there and risk yeah. being a, a, a borderline first round pick or second round pick. Like I, I have an NIL package, like yeah. you know, that 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 can keep you around where it's the equivalent of a second round pick and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's what they can get to use him as instead of like chasing, you know, yeah. a, a pipe dream with some of these guys, yeah. that you know, is going to go to like a Kentucky or go to a Duke when it's all said and done. Yeah. Almost, yeah. Mm-hmm. Use him almost as like a safety net, basically. Yeah, exactly. Because look, even with football, because he said he was going to help out with football. I was just thinking about, I'm not sure how, how familiar you were with that lineman that was who who played at Stepanak is who's from Harlem mm-hmm. that was um all C C A A from Rhode Island that had I think Syracuse was like the first school to offer him when he was in the portal. Mm-hmm. And then he had like all these top offers and he ended up at Oregon. So look, at the end of the day, maybe you know, Oregon, Nike, you know, we weren't gonna get him. But you, you know, a guy that's in the portal, you're not competing. This isn't a high school guy, right? Coming out yeah. of like, you know, where where you're, you're you're competing with like a Michigan or Ohio State or Alabama. This is a guy that's like already in the portal and stuff like that. So maybe you can use Weissman and the resources wherever he's trying to kick, yeah, um, to get players like that. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. where I, I think when we're talking Syracuse football, basketball. They can use somebody like that, maybe not him specifically, because it, I, I think he has like his own agenda. So mm-hmm. it, yeah. it's like, but maybe there's another booster or multiple boosters where you can use them in like you know all these collectives or whatever that's going on. Yeah. 
you know, get players like that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that, that, that's yeah, that's how I'm looking at it. Yeah. But um yeah, no, it'll it'll uh it'll be interesting to see. One one thing I've been um I'm actually working on an article uh, about it right now, but one thing that's been very fascinating about the, about this team is uh you know, Jimmy B using using that bench a little bit more. Um they're they haven't you know, according to Ken Palm and uh like the bench minutes percentage Beheim hasn't used his bench this much since, you know, that 2012 squad, um, you know, when you had Dion and, uh, and, and CJ and, or, and James and, uh, you know, all those guys coming off the bench. Um, so, I mean, I, I think I, this, this team's been very, very fun to, to cover just because you don't, you don't know, you know, who's going to step up on any given night. I mean, Judah's been more consistent of late, but I mean, you know, what was it? Justin Taylor had 25 against Bryant, uh, you know, Quadir. It was, it was super, it was super fun to watch Quadir, you know, show out like that. Uh, he had, he had the, he had the crowd going crazy when he hit that, that, you know, that pull up four point play. And um, yeah, it's, it's fascinating because you don't really know who's going to step up and especially amongst the forwards, like that was, that was the thing Beheim was most frustrated about is, uh, he's just like, I've never really dealt with this before where I can't get like consistent effort out of both my starting forwards. And it's an effort thing. Like last year, you know, with, with Jimmy and Cole, like I just didn't think they were athletic enough. They just didn't have the foot speed to, you know, cover the zone uh, well enough. And that's why that's in part why the defense was so bad. But now I, I just think it's more of an, an effort thing because I mean we've seen Benny's athletic, we've seen Chris has got some athleticism. Um, you know, <laughs> Chris, Chris, uh, Chris, that that poster was pretty nasty from a few ga- from a few games ago. So it's just it's just an effort thing. Like at least for me, it looks like Chris just kind of you know he's really he, he likes just really jacking up shots, <laughs> but he needs to realize that. He needs to do other things like rebound the ball and, uh, you know, play that back line well. Um, so, yeah, it'll be it'll be fascinating to see if if, if Jimmy can uh, really tighten up the rotation a little bit. Or is it just going to be kind of this, you know, this hodgepodge of freshmen coming off the bench? And, um, you know, it kind of depends on the night, depend depending on the night it could be uh any different guy so curious what, what your thoughts are on that yeah I, I think at this point that's probably the best way to go about it because do you really want jba to be locked in game in and game out as like one of the main guys where a malik brown or copeland or a justin taylor you know their playing time gets uh you know shut down because of him you know like there, there's certain games where i think um, JBA can help. I mean, look at the Notre Dame game, right? Like, yeah, a few plays that helped out in that. But then you look, um, you know, there's a few other. I remember the Bryant game where I think, you know, he had a few good moments. But then you look at the box score and it's like he doesn't even grab a rebound or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's 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 um, you know, I think it should be a fluid situation where JB kind of just takes it, keep an open mind, and take it game by game. And whoever's like the hot hand, right? Like, um, yeah. You know, if, if this guy's playing well, like if a Malik Brown is um 
rebounding and hustling and he's doing his thing, keep him out there. If Copeland is making some plays, keep him out there. If Justin Taylor hitting some shots, keep him out there. But, you know, if these guys, you know, just, just keep rotating and see whoever has the hot hand, you know. Unfortunately, he doesn't. He showed that for a little bit, and I'm sure I caught you by surprise with Pitt when Joe, when he took Joe out early in the yeah. second half and all that. Samir, so, Samir started the second half. Yeah, I, yeah, I was that looking, was like, yeah, yeah, and 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 it's like, um, you know, I wish he had that with Joe, where if if, if Joe is cooking, obviously keep him in there, but if he's you know yeah. breaking it up, and we know he plays zero defense. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm sure when you saw the game firsthand, like watching him in person trying to guard people, I'm, I'm yeah. sure it's like a sight to see no. in, in, in comedy. You know, yeah. Well, <laughs> what, what what made it more even more comedic is is, is post game in uh, in the locker room with the players. Like someone asked him about uh, the defense, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, like the defensive zone. It's really all about effort." It's like, "Oh yeah, you should know. You know that 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 effort isn't always there for you, JG three. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it's, um, I I thought it was interesting too. I noticed a lot, like when they were pressing a lot in the second half, they had Joe out there and it's just kind of like Joe, like, yeah, yeah, especially like you said, with this roster, like put, put like Judah and Quadir and then like, I don't understand why I don't have more length out there. Yeah, I get it. Joe, this is his fourth year. Like he knows the press, but like, it isn't some, like it, 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 it isn't some crazy complicated press. It kind of just looks like, um, kind of, you know, you're run of the mill college basketball, uh, press. So, um, yeah, that was, that was something that I, you know, thought was interesting, but you know, Joe, Joe's, Joe's one of JB's guys. And, um, yeah, I'm curious, I'm curious. Do you think he'll, uh, do you think he'll come back for, for a fifth year? Look, I keep hearing from people who swear to me that I keep saying, oh, he's 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 definitely not coming back and stuff. But I just feel like you never know because, yeah, you know, um, you know, he's the type to say, oh, if he's close to like breaking a three point record or something like that, like this is a guy who, you know, him and his fan, whoever decided not to go to like a Brewster Academy or face tougher competition. Like they decided yeah. to stay in like the B division to break records and stuff yeah. like that and drop 50 a game. So I wouldn't put anything past them. So I think it's all about FJB, yeah. you know, begs him to come back or asks him to come back and stuff. You know what I mean? But, you know, there's a group of people who, you know, numerous people told me, oh, you know, he, you know, he's definitely not coming back. I guess this is what he has told people behind the scenes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But you never know. Like, what you say back in, like, June, July, August could be a different story when we talk about the following year and the season is done and stuff. Like, I, I, I could tell you a few years back when Tice battled, like, he was telling everybody, like, the word was, you know, after his sophomore, you know, going into his sophomore year, this was it. You know, yeah, like I remember, I remember you saying that on the pod. Yeah, yeah. He, he's gone and everything like that. But then you go through the process, the, the drive process, and the NBA people, yeah. nobody's giving you any promises, and you're getting red flagged for, you know, a, a bad, you know, ankle or, you know, some kind yeah. of, you know, um, you know, injury or whatever and stuff. And now it's like, okay, like, I, I <laughs> you know, I got to go back to school and stuff like that. Obviously, Joe, like, NBA, like, that's not going to be a question. But, yeah, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, JB saying, uh, you know, if uh, with um, Samir, maybe Samir goes to a school, 
as his um having the last year of eligibility, he goes somewhere where he can start. Mm-hmm. And we don't have like another recruit coming in. You know, obviously Cado, you know, he 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 decided to go to Carolina and stuff like yeah. that. So maybe JB says, you know what? Especially if JB plans to come back and return for another season or so and say this is my last year, I could see him saying, Hey, Judah back for a sophomore year and Joe, we run it back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I could see something like that. Cause he's gonna want somebody experienced to yeah. coach up. But you know, like I said, there's another side that say, "Oh, you know, the kid, the kids," I said, "Um, he's not, he's not returning." But who knows? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, like the the whole thing is, like you mentioned, he's not an NBA player. Um, so for him, it's like, do you want to stick around, be kind of that, you know, local hometown hero, start for five years? And, you know, he's making pretty good NIL money. Like I see, he's always, he's always, you know, I follow him on social. He's always got uh, ads and uh, with different products like clothing line and all those different types of stuff. So, um, you know, he's, he's making, he's making decent money uh, with that. Or I guess you could go and play in like, I don't know, like Lithuania or something and, uh, you know, just try and try and be a pro, but yeah, it'll 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 definitely be uh, interesting to uh, see what happens with that. But yeah, um, I'm curious. You know, I I'm curious on your thoughts about the you know the ACC as a whole because I, I feel like this could be one of those um, weird years where like you know the fans are disgruntled per usual, but. Um, the record's going to be, is going to look a lot better than the resume is just because like, I mean, the ACC right now, I mean, who would you say, would you, who would you say is the best team in the ACC right now? I mean, Miami, Virginia, like, I don't know. So yeah, it's, 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 it's like a running joke I have always made over the last few years with the ACC where I'm like, the ACC is drunk where you would see <laughs> like, you, you, you would think like Duke is the top team, but then they will lose to like BC on the road. Right. Yeah. Or like you would think it's UVA, but then UVA would lose to like Clemson, you know, on the road or something crazy like that. So this year, I mean, like even look, um, you know, somebody asked me last week, oh, you you, you think um, Q's are going to smoke BC coming up? And I was like, yeah, I would have thought so a few weeks ago, but then BC beats Virginia Tech, and Virginia Tech is, you know, a, a solid team. So yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, this conference, and then the thing is, um, when we talk Syracuse, when it, when we talk about the tournament, like, I, I unless they go, like, 15 and 5 or something crazy like that and you beat, you know, Duke multiple times yeah. in Carolina. Like it, it it it's not happening in my opinion. Yeah. But if they can get a record that's good enough for the NIT with this type of team that's young and you know, you say, all right, you know what? Maybe they can have some postseason success, like any kind of postseason success. Yeah. Carries over into next season and you get the majority of these guys to return. I mean, obviously, um, Benny, you know, that's going to be a big loss because, I mean, I know Benny has a, a, another year of eligibility, but you would think, you know, he's not coming back. Like, he's putting up big numbers. And even if he doesn't get drafted, I do think he's kind of like a sleeper NBA kind of candidate that maybe develops in the G League or gets a two-way. Look, if Cole Swider can get a two-way contract and 
O'Shea Brissett and these guys get two-way contracts when they left Syracuse and not get drafted. I don't see why um, Benny, you know, couldn't get those kind of looks and stuff and develop into an NBA player eventually. But, um, you know, with the other guys, though, um, that we talked about, you know, I, I think they can build into something moving forward. But, you know, it's about um, – you know, the rotation, you know, and, and, and JB, that I think that's going to be the biggest thing JB is going to have to manage, right? Keeping guys happy, egos yeah. and all that, because it's not, say, the players themselves, whatever you got to do, it's the parents, right? Parents, yeah. handlers, coach, high school prep coaches and all that that have their agendas. If mm-hmm. this person isn't getting a certain amount of playing time, then somebody's going to be complaining and ready to, you know, threaten to hit the portal and stuff. So I think how the season plays out is managing those minutes in the rotation is going to be JB's biggest challenge. But, you know, if they can pull off enough wins where, all right, maybe they finish uh, 12 and eight, you know, I think, um, you know, that should get them in the NIT because you would have what they have like uh, five, um, what was it? Four losses out of conference. And then you say, bye. 19 yes. and 12, something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then counting the ACC tournament, so that's another loss. So that, you know, so that'll <laughs> probably put them. Yeah, so like what, 19, you said 19 and 12 with the ACC loss, 19 and 13. So that, that should get them into the NIT, I would believe, you know what yeah. I mean? But if it's something similar like last year where they're like under 500, you know, they're like what? Eight and um eight and twelve or nine and eleven or something crazy like that, <laughs> that's not gonna happen unless JB decides to do you know what what's those other tournaments like the CBI or CBI. something like that. Yeah, like he's not. I I, I can't see JB doing nah, that. Like, no. JB's like no, nah, he's not. Yeah, yeah. especially <laughs> especially after he started off this year by saying like yeah we're making the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, if it's not NIT, I think he just tries to run it back next year. Yeah, and um, but, you know, but um, let me ask you on yet, and like um, you you've heard anything about any future plans with JB and stuff uh, of like what what the future might look like with him? No, no, I haven't. I haven't heard anything like concrete. Um, I've heard. I I, I have heard that. Um. You know, talking with some people who know some people that, uh, you know, GMAC isn't isn't as, um, I guess, like ready to, you know, take the job. He that he's not as um, ex- excited for that opportunity. You know, assuming that he's the guy, um, as uh, some people think, and. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, you know, I agree. I, I know you've said it before about how Jimmy's kind of holding the, the program um, hostage. So, yeah, I, I, I don't really um, know what to think. But, I mean, I think uh, he's not going to be around too much longer, um, a few years, just because I just, I just can't see him – like continuing to you know go at like at this pace which he's at which is 17 and 15 18 and 14 um whatever that is um so yeah nothing nothing i haven't heard anything super concrete but 
yeah, I'm. I, w- I wouldn't really be surprised. Uh, I wouldn't be resp- I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, retired at the end of this year. Would be wouldn't be surprised if he coached for five or six more five or six more years. Yeah, I mean it's crazy because that's that's what, what everybody's thinking, right? Like it's like uh, it could end this year, next year, or shoot, the guy can coach another five years. Like nobody really knows. That's why it's kind of comical that comment he made early in the year about oh, there's like an ironclad, you know, thing in in the yeah. set and all. Like every like we all know that's bullshit. So yeah, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> yeah. Like if, if that was in place, like you know, we we all know nobody keeps a secret for long. Like that that yeah. should have been, you know, out there, especially for recruiting. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, one of these assistants, especially if you're staying in house, because there's mm-hmm. no way. You know, like you have another coach from another program lined up, and you yeah. know any anybody would let that fly like that 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 wouldn't that 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 wouldn't even make any sense. And if you're staying in house, then obviously when it comes to recruiting, the recruits will know. Like we have lost, you know, and I'm sure you know about like we have lost like several recruits because like we couldn't give you know those certain players answers of like what the future is looking like so yeah i mean like we're we're just kind of stuck in limbo and just taking it you know i guess year by year or day by day with however jb wants to go about his business so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but no i back to what you're saying about keeping guys happy i think he has done um i mean pretty decent job of that i'm looking right here we got like one two three four five six nine guys averaging over 12 minutes a game. Um, I'm curious. I'm curious what happens with, with Peter Carey though. Cause I mean, why don't they, I don't, I don't know why uh, maybe they just haven't released it yet, but like why they just wouldn't like redshirt him at this point, I guess maybe like if like Jesse or Munir got hurt, but um, I, I, you know, it seems like it would be good for him to, did- did you did you hear anything about his knee? Cause I saw I forgot what game it was. Like he had like his knee or ankle. Something was like wrapped up, like iced up and stuff. One of the games, and I was wondering like, oh, maybe that's why we haven't seen him as much. But I'm not sure if you heard anything when you. No, nah, I didn't. I no, I didn't hear anything. I um, I I saw him warming up. I mean, I think he was he was throwing down some. Some some pretty you know he was he was looking bouncy he was he was throwing down some 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 good dunks so didn't look uh, too uh, hurt to me but okay yeah so um, yeah that's that's another that's another uh, fascinating thing next year is the whole you know what's going to happen with with the the center I guess do you think they're just going to I'm assuming they just go portal hunting and and or I mean is there any shot they start Hema? I mean, I don't know. Is Hema going to be, Hema be like a, a Chuku type where, you know, he's going to miss like five layups a game, but he'll, he'll block like four or five shots and is, is like not an offensive threat at all. I don't know. But Hey, hey Bryce, you, you remember what um, Jimmy said um, not too long ago? We can't, we can't go to the portal because it's all, it's all money guys, right? Like we can't <laughs> afford them. Even yeah. though Weitzman is out there saying I'm offering dudes three years a million bucks, but yeah. JB said, "Look, man, you know, like these guys in the portal, they just want money." So I don't know <laughs> what to think, my friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, right? But, but um, yeah, but uh, 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 Bryce, before I let you go, because you know, I know you're a St. Bonaventure guy, and we was talking some eight ten ball before the season. 
Yeah. What the hell is happening with that conference, man? Like, I feel like six, seven hey. teams were good, and now everybody <laughs> like it's, it's a one and done league. Like, what the hell yeah. is happening? You're, hey, you're saying the you're saying the ACC's drunk, the A10's drunk, man. Like, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's 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 perplexing for sure. I mean, even even the Bonnies, they were they were looking good. They beat Notre Dame around Thanksgiving. Um, now they've dropped four straight. And uh, that hasn't been great. But, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, I mean, the top dogs aren't really like Dayton. Dayton was like that team that everyone thought was going to be great because they returned everyone. Um, and none of their losses are super bad. They don't have any losses outside the top 100. They just haven't beat anyone good. Um, so I think they could they could potentially turn it around. I mean, yeah, the thing with the A-10 is it's been a two-bid league, two bids at least for a while, and that might end this year. Um, just because, yeah, teams like Dayton, St. Louis, um, they just lost to SIU Edwardsville, which is, you know, <laughs> that's 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 uh, that's a school probably most people don't know exists. Um, yeah, <laughs> Fort, Fordham, Fordham is somehow 12-1, and one, uh, which is crazy. But, I mean, they, they've probably played one of the easiest schedules uh in the country um their only loss is to arkansas but yeah they're just, they're just playing a bunch of um crap schools so yeah and loyola chicago is their first first year in the uh in the league and they're only six and six so yeah it's a lot of a lot of a lot of disappointing teams that um haven't haven't looked good haven't don't really have any good wins it's similar. It's similar to the ACC. I feel like because um, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to build a resume um, just by conference play because there are so many teams with um, you know lots of non conference losses. So um, whoever you're beating, they have holes in their in their resume too. So it doesn't make it look as good. So yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see, but definitely, definitely a, uh, rebuilding year for the Bonnies. You think they need to take, um, the conference as a whole need to take Rick Patino's advice and bring Iona in there? (laughs) Hey man, I mean, that would, that, that would be, that'd be something, man. Seeing Rick Patino in the Riley Center, that'd be, that'd be something else, man. I, 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 uh, I mean, I wouldn't. Wouldn't be opposed, as, you know, especially as uh, you know the the conference realignment. It's a never changing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Iona would definitely bring um, some good energy to the A10. But yeah, yeah we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Bryce, um, before I let you go, just um, plug um, you know, anything you're working on, you know, let people know, you know, um, you know, you 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 you've been putting in work at, at the Fan Nation, um, Syracuse mm-hmm. SI site. So like, you know, just plug a lot of your stuff and let you know Cuse Nation know where they can follow you, your, your work, and all that good stuff. Because um, you know, I remember the last time we chat, and I want you know give you a special shout out for this. We were talking about that big man from like what Idaho or South Dakota, or something. Yeah, like that. It's your fielder. Yeah, yeah. We ain't know nobody knew nothing about him, and I I remember within a week you you got on your grind, and you know you 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 pretty much you know laid it down the whole background with him and everything like that. Unfortunately, you know we ain't get him, but yeah, you know, he I didn't always, he didn't I'll, even yeah <laughs> he didn't even show up. I I uh, 
yeah, I remember I kind of broke the news that he, he told me, he's like, yeah, I'm visiting Syracuse. I'm like, oh, okay. And then he, and then he, he's like, yeah, I'm visiting Syracuse after I visit Providence. I'm like, okay. And then he, uh, he visited Providence and he committed on the spot. So, yeah. Yeah, that but, was crazy. Um, yeah, but, you yeah. know, I always, I always appreciate that you, you you got on that ground real quick because, you know, with everybody in that space at that time, we were like, who is this guy and stuff? And, you know, yeah. I, I knew, like, within, like, a week you, you got on it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, just, you know, plug in anything you want to get out there and let Q's Nation know what's up with you. Yeah, appreciate it, Dean. Uh, yeah, just um, continue to – check in on Syracuse on fan nation. we got a lot of good content coming out. Like I said earlier, I'm, 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 I'm looking at, I'm writing this article looking at, um, you know, cause the Q's fans, a lot of them complain, Jimmy, Jimmy B doesn't use his bench. So I'm looking at in the past, you know, when he does, how does it go when he doesn't, how does it go? That type of thing. And, um, I'll be at the BC game on, uh, Sunday, Saturday, Saturday, I think. Yeah, I think it's Saturday. Um, New Year's Eve, so uh, yeah, be on the lookout. I'll follow along on Syracuse on Fan Nation for some live game updates, and um, yeah, just keep it tuned in. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Bryce W Kelly, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Appreciate you having me on, Dean. I my 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 pleasure, and I'm glad you know you was able to hop on, and you know we definitely get you on some more times throughout the season. So um, you know, thanks for hopping on, and you know um. You know, I don't know if you got the time to stick around, but, you know, you hear any other stuff with what people saying you could, you know, you're more than welcome to hop on a rebuttal and everything like that. So, <laughs> All right. you coming on. Yeah. All right. All right. Sounds Take good. care, man. You All too. Right. All right. So, Vince, I got you next, my man. Um, I'm, I'm going to get you on. Curious to hear what you, I know you got a lot to say, so I just sent the invite to you. So, it's, uh, I'll give it a few seconds hey Vince. hey what's up dean hey how you doing happy holidays yeah merry christmas all that stuff yeah mm-hmm. yeah so uh so with, with all the before you get with the team i i because I, i'm very curious to hear your thoughts of this whole cadeau because you're a jersey guy cadeau the defense the they're from jersey this whole white all this what's your take on all of this well, I mean, it, it wasn't surprising at all that he picked uh, UNC, obviously. Um, you know, as you said on previous pods, when the guy doesn't visit, you know, its chances are pretty much slim to none. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, it, it, it's not – I didn't even have my hopes up a few weeks ago when it looked like, you know, we, we were named into his top six – just because uh, of the way things have gone in recent years with recruiting. So, you know, I'm totally glass half empty on this program and the rec- and recruiting at this point. Um, and, uh, you know, recent radio interview with JB, and he basically said, you know, we don't need to get anybody in 2023. We, uh, we have six six uh freshmen and a and a sophomore who came in this year and that's going to be the future of the program essentially that's what he said he and it's obvious that that's that's his philosophy because that's the road we're going down you know we don't have the uh the feelers out to other you know many other recruits for 23 and there's no stability in the program because nobody knows when he's going to be leaving and it's uh I don't know. It's it's making me very, very concerned about the the near and the distant future of the program. And as far as the Weitzman 
thing goes, I agree with what you and Bryce were saying that, you know, basically it looks like what he does is designed to increase his profile. Um, you know, the guy obviously gets his rocks off having these c- celebrities and sports stars sit next to him in the dome. Um, I wish that, like you said earlier, I wish you were a little bit more invested in helping the team rather than helping his image. Cause that's the way it seems like it's going right now. And, um, you know, I'm just uh, I'm just very pessimistic about the program in general. I just don't think there's a lot of reason for optimism. Um, and uh, and the Cado thing is just, you know, I was <laughs> I was totally expecting North Carolina to be the choice, and uh, you know, wasn't wasn't surprised at all that that's what happened. Hey Vince, I'm looking because I'm just scrolling through Twitter and stuff like that. Here goes something that's gonna make you laugh because Weissman. You know, he he put out that uh, he offered a three-year, a million, mm-hmm. one million dollar deal, right? So here mm-hmm. goes a quote from Cadeau: "I want to be a one and done, win a national championship, and be a lottery pick." So what the hell does a three-year, one million dollar deal mm. does like in this case, right? Like it's it's so silly. <laughs> you yeah, might as well I mean, not even you might as well not even make that offer, right? Yeah, it just shows you, you know, how tone deaf this guy is. I mean, I just think that he, again, he just wants to throw money around, but he doesn't really, he wants to show that he's throwing money around, but in reality, it's never going to come to fruition. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I I thought maybe he could be, you know, our savior a year ago when when he started, you know, rising to prominence with the program, but it looks more and more like the guy just wants to – stroke his own ego you know it's pretty it's pretty pathetic actually yeah i mean it, unfortunately that's the case because um like um you know me and bryce was saying i think if it was more strategic with him working with the staff mm-hmm. i think it would help better like with the portal guys right like even with football like maybe we don't get that line because he said he wants to help out with football maybe you don't get that lineman from rhode island that goes to oregon right like you're competing with nike and stuff but then again you think like Oregon is paying top dollars for, you know, a guy in the portal from Rhode Island? Like, you know what I mean? Like maybe White's right. been stepping up. Maybe he could make an offer saying, All right, I can get, you know, with my resources and financial commitment, I can help get land this guy who's from Harlem. Remember, he, he's from Harlem, stepping up maybe right. he wants to be close to home. So maybe in a situation like that he can top whatever Oregon is offering because, you know, Oregon, you know, they're, they're probably more focused on, like, the high school recruits and making a splash mm-hmm. with all of that. So when I see all this stuff going on, I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, like, you know what, maybe, like what you just said, Vince, like, he, he's just trying to stroke his own ego. Like, it doesn't make any sense because yeah, um, there's other avenues that you can make a splash or help the program instead of just saying, we're going to go after, you know, a, a top five recruit, a top 10 recruit where, you know, we're not going to beat like the, the, the top echelon programs that have, you know, much more resources than us. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't understand. So I'm, I'm kind of, yeah. And then as far as the team is concerned, um, you guys touched on it again a little bit, uh, quite a bit as far as the rotations and the use of the bench and everything. And while I do agree with Bryce that he's, 
done a pretty good job in allocating some minutes and making sure that everybody stays reasonably happy. One thing that I think is bothering the team and has put us in holes in games is the starting lineup. Um, you know, it's obvious we're not getting any production from the small forward spot. Chris Bell has had some games where he's made a few threes and, uh, you know, scored some points. He's had, you know, 10 points here, 10 points there. But overall, we're not getting the, you know, as as JB is, himself has said repeatedly, we're not getting rebounding. We're not getting passing out of those guys. And I've been a little disappointed with Justin Taylor. He's had that one good game that you guys were talking about where he put up 25. But other than that, he's had some games where he's been a pretty much a no-show. And uh, I don't know what, what he does in the starting lineup, but right now, you know, we're, we wind up in holes all these games because we're not getting production from the forward spot. Now, you could say the easy solution is to put Malik Brown in there. The problem is, is that Malik Brown is really a pure power forward. He's no, nowhere near a three. So who plays the three if you put in Malik Brown? Because then you'd have to shift. Um, presumably, you would probably have to put Benny at the three, and he doesn't have the shooting for that. So... I thought before the year, and I've said on Twitter multiple times, that this team has a lot of square pegs for round holes. You know, they, they just don't have – the rod wasn't constructed in a smart way. Um, they don't have – it's hard for JB to find roles for these guys because they're not really good at what they're supposed to be good at at their positions. So I think it's going to be a problem all year. Um, I really hope that we go into the portal in the offseason for a forward. Uh, people are saying that we need a big man, which I do agree with as well. But I think we need a forward, a pure three, somebody who can play, you know, play the three and, and is a pure three. Even Taylor, when he plays the three, is really more of like a blown up guard than he is a forward. Uh, I think he's better suited for the two but we have kind of a log jam there. So, you know, there's, there are no easy answers, but I, I just can't see Bayheim rolling out the same lineup the rest of the year. When again, we wind up in holes every damn game. We're down like, you know, 10 points in the first at the under uh, 12 minute timeout. And it just can't keep happening. It's there's gotta be, I personally think that you have to put maybe Taylor at the three, try him at the three, and maybe, uh, you know, put uh, Malik Brown at the four as the starters. I don't really know because I don't think Taylor is a great solution there either, but maybe give him a chance because Bell has just not been doing much of anything. And you can hear Bayheim how frustrated he is at the, in these post-game press conferences with Benny and – with Bell. So yeah, I, I definitely think that they should, uh, should do that. What do what do you think about the starting lineup Dean? And, uh, and do you see an answer there on the bench? Yeah, my bad Vince. I was just responding to somebody. Well, yeah. A gullible, yeah, no problem. I, I was responding to a gullible fan that bought into the Weissman hype that thought we was going to get Kado. And I was just like, typing to put him in his place while I was talking to you. But anyway, with the lineup, um, uh, 
I think the the wings wing spot is the biggest question mark. When you when you agree, right. what, that's so what I said. Yeah, Bell. Yeah, so Bell. Yeah, so Bell. He's the one catching all the heat, and you know, on one of my recent pods, you know, I I I I I, I vented a lot of frustration at him as well because it's like when you got a guy in the lineup that's like what six seven six eight, and he's gone. I think. Four games. I, I I said I was like he's going four games without grabbing at least one rebound, and he has another four games where he grabbed at least one rebound. So that's like eight games with like one one board, which is unacceptable. You know what I mean? Like that's not good. And his shooting, like his shooting numbers, is okay, but nothing great. Like his offensive production isn't you know, good enough to justify that. Yeah, and when when but, you come in and you're only doing when your only skill set right now is shooting, you have to be better than what he's doing. Yeah, but I agree with your point where you said with Taylor and Brown, where with Brown, like I love what he brings to the table as far as like rebounding, defending, being in the right place, right time. But when you have him and Benny out there, there's no shooting because exactly you know Benny Benny shot you know from as much as I'm a believer in Benny and I really hope he works out that shot makes me cringe every time like even when it goes in right Vince like that line drive it's like that, oh yeah that that, that 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 shot is so flat and I'm like this it's not it's not sustainable like this is I don't know how they haven't tweaked that shot in year two but okay it is what it is. And you're right about Taylor, that he's kind of like a blown-up um, guard playing the wings. But, you know, JB, we know he's not going to move his um, third son, right? So that's that's the dilemma. Because in the ideal situation, and it's funny because they recruited him, he said to himself, when G-Mac and all these guys, even Bayham himself, when they recruited him, they said, you're going to be Buddy Bayham's replacement. And what position did Buddy Bayham play? Yeah, absolutely. The, the two, he's, right? He's on the two, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of like the dilemma we're dealing with right now. Because, you know, like I said, in an ideal situation, if he was playing off Judah, imagine, like, not even just offensively, but defensively. Like, how big our zone Yeah, we'd be. have 6'6 six, six and 6'3 six, up there. Yeah, exactly. So it would be a whole different dynamic if that worked out with um, Taylor, where you recruit the, the way you recruited him – and he was playing that position and was being able to develop, it'll be a whole different story. But like now we're kind of, you know, we're, we're trying to fit him into the wings. And then, you know, a few times I know JB has tried to get him to, you know, play at, at the, the, the guard spot, but that's never like, we know he's going to be loyal to Joe, you know what I'm saying? So that that's. Yeah. And then the other thing is the, the other thing is Copeland's been playing out of position too. I mean, you know, he, he was brought in to, you know, to be a, a combo guard slash point guard, and now he's really playing the three a lot, and he's moving or they're, they're moving him around. It, it's it's like I said, the roster construction is just terrible. Um, nobody has a, def, you know, the only players on the team with a defined role really are are, um, you know, Hema. Uh, I'm going through the roster right now. The guys with defined roles are Hema. Um, Edwards, Joe, and Mintz, and Torrance. That's basically it. Because I, I guess you could say Benny, but, I mean, he's just been such a disappointment. I don't even know if I should include him. But th- these guys are just all playing out of, 
a lot of these guys are playing out of position. And then the other thing is, um, you know, you were mentioning JBA. Um, apparently he has an academic, some academic issues, and that's why he didn't play the last game. So we'll see if that gets squared away for the BC game or if that's going to be the whole semester and then he'll come back um, in January. So I'm not sure if he's going to be available, but he has some kind of academic issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy to think somebody who's been, what, like four years in the program and stuff, like you think he'd be on track to graduate or something at, at this point. But yeah, because he, he, he's in the same class with Joe and them, if I recall. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's kind of strange. But, you know, regardless, um, you know, if, if that gives an opportunity for guys like um, Brown and Copeland and Taylor to, yeah. you know, get some minutes at the wings and stuff, then, you mm-hmm. know, I'm all for it. But yeah, when you the guy talk- I want to play more is Brown. I mean, I think that, you know, I think that he should be getting 25 minutes a game. Uh, you know, he 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 really does know what he's doing. He has a great feel for the game. Obviously, he's got to work on, you know, developing a, a shot um, outside of 10 feet because he really is – he's just tremendous around the rim, but that's about it, you know, offensively. Um, you know, he needs to work on everything. He needs to work on defense. He needs to work on, uh, you know, on the on the backboard, getting on the backboard. But, you know, he shows he shows glimpses of all of that, and, uh, and I just like – you know, he's kind of that junkyard dog under the rim. You know, he gets the he gets the garbage points, he gets putbacks and little things like that. And this team needs that because we struggle sometimes in the half court. So, yeah. Uh, the other thing is, I'm going to be going to Syracuse. Uh, I'm going up for the Notre Dame game in January. And to give you an idea of how apathetic I am, I'm not. You know, I'm. I was. I got tickets to the game, and I I got a hotel and the whole thing. So I'm making a weekend of it. It's Martin Luther King Day Jr. weekend. And, uh, you know, I hate Notre Dame, so I like that we're going. I'm going to see the Notre Dame. Uh, hopefully we can knock them off. But this is like a big commitment for me. You know, it's like four hours away and everything, the whole thing. And I'm just like trying to get myself pumped up to watch a team that, you know, who knows what the record will be by then. So... Hopefully, string together a couple win- wins before that game, and I can, you know, we can go in on a high note. Yep. Um, one thing I wanted to get back to you on is when you sure. talk about um, the roster construction. That's something I've been complaining about for years. Because you look at last season's team was one of the worst, right? And then you go years prior to that. It, it's been a while. It's been a trend where. The, the roster construction makes no sense, and I think it's because the head coach doesn't recruit. So he just goes by whatever the assistants, you know, can bring him, and they telling him, look, this is who we have, this is who we can get to commit and come to the school, and he just signs off on it, and this is the product that you get. Because look at before, when we had our best teams, in recent memory, you know, the late, you know, the late um 2000s, early 2010s, he was that that was like the last period that he was still active in recruiting. So he was seeing, watching these guys and being on top of things. The moment when he got lazy and, you know, we look when hop hop left and everything like that, that's when he's totally been like non existent in the recruiting outside of like going to, you know, Peach Jam for like a couple of days and stuff like that. This is the product you get. You know what I'm saying? So when we talk about you know, the, the the roster construction, it's like we can't be surprised 
when the head coach, the, the, the top guy in charge, doesn't know what the hell was being presented to him. Because, you know, I remember if we want to take it play by player, Chris Bell, that was Griffin flying out to Utah. Like, you think JB wants to take a, a trip to Utah? <laughs> uh, connecting. Fl- I don't even know if they have a straight flight. I-, I bet you it has to be connecting, right? From the 315 to wh- wherever Bunch was playing that. And I don't know if it was Salt Lake City or something like that. Like, he- he's not flying out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then when um you had the guys at IMG, right? Like, you would think Florida, he, he would want to come down when uh Copeland and Taylor were out there. That was GMAC making trips. You know what I mean? Red was making trips to Mount Verde. So it, it's too much of that lately. You know what I mean? Like, even with the current staff, I don't know what's up. Because there was a big event um, a few weeks ago at Christ the King where you had Carmelo's son playing against Ian Jackson and Elijah Moore, who we have uh, offered to that we're recruiting very hard. Everybody was out there. Calipari, all of them flew out there. But there was no Q's representation, you know. Like I don't, I don't get it. So, yeah, I, I mean, it. it's like it's like he's doing. He's he has the job title of head coach, but he doesn't want all the responsibilities, and it's it's sad because you know the guy, you know the guy's a legend, and it's just sad to watch him. You know, in the last few years or whatever of his uh, time on the bench going out this way you know where's the passion where's the hunger i mean that's you can't do the job halfway you know it's like it's just it's tough i i don't know what to say but it's tough to defend at this point you know and uh i i've become i you know i'm starting to become a jb basher i never was like that i i i've always defended him you know my friends used to always make fun of uh Bayheim and i used to defend him and now I'm starting to trash him with, with my friends. You know, it's like yeah. he's doing the job halfway. You can't do it halfway. And if you're going to do it half, if you want, if you want to do the job halfway, step aside. You know, I mean, it's just yeah, it's enough is enough. But um, so let me ask you this, Vince. Uh, out of curiosity, you think because this is what saved what has saved JB and you know the defenders. Like if you bash them, you know the defenders will tell you this. This this, this is they go to line that you know the final fours, the sweet sixteens. So if you take those out, you think there would have been pressure to get JB out quicker, or you think he would have stepped down, or we still would be at the same spot where he can do whatever he want as long as he wants. Uh, that's a really good question. Uh, I would say there would be more external pressure, but I don't think with wild hack in control, I don't think that he would, I don't think wild hack has the stones to would have, the, would still have the stones to push him aside. I think that the fan base would be a little bit more angry. Um, and there would be, like I said, more external pressure, but internally, I still think he'd be able to do whatever the hell he wants. Okay, I'll, I'll feel you. So, um, yeah, so so Vince, I'm uh, moving forward with the season because you know I'm I'm, I'm curious. Uh, hey, you're gonna be at the Notre Dame game, so I love around that time. You know when you get to see them up close, the uh, you know get your take on you know how the team looks and stuff. But moving forward into you know full time ACC play, like what's your what's your prediction? What are you expecting moving forward? 
I think up and down. I think, you know, like, I think that we'll win. Um, how many more ACC games do we have left? We've only played two, right? So we have. Uh, yeah, eight, 18. 18. Eight, yeah, 18. Yeah, I think, I think that they'll win somewhere between. Somewhere between eight and ten more games, I think they'll win. Mm-hmm. So I could, I, I'm going to say we win like nine. I'll split the difference. Say we win nine more games, and wind up ten and ten. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Because I just don't think that there's going to be any consistency. Uh, and you know, like you said earlier, like I thought BC was going to be a win, and then they go and beat Virginia Tech. So I think the league is going to be a little bit crazy, like it's been the last few years. I think that um, we have the potential to knock off. I don't think we'll knock off UVA, but uh, or Duke or Carolina, but we could we could beat pretty much everybody else in the conference. I don't know. We I guess we play Miami. They're pretty good, but um, yeah, I just think it's going to be up and down. So I say we wind up about five hundred. I could see I could see eleven and nine, but not much better than that. Yeah, okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, Vince, I, I appreciate you um, hopping on. Before I let you go, because I remember a few months ago, uh, you, you had some good insight with the fantasy stuff. So, I got to ask you, how did your fantasy season go this year? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm, I'm, uh, we, My team, my league is a unique league. We play, um, we play every game of the regular season, and if you make the playoffs – um, the teams that make the playoffs redraft a new team uh, from the of the from the teams that are in the NFL playoffs, and then you play through the Super Bowl, and then the most points wins the league. And I'm eleven and five so far this year, and I'm in second place, so I'm doing pretty well. Okay, great. That's that's good, man. That's yeah, good. I'm, I'm on. Uh, I'm I'm right now. I'm. Uh, I'm looking like I'm going to make the playoffs and be either the number two or number three seed in the playoffs, hopefully. Okay, so with the, the games coming up and, and the play, cause I know you said your, your league is like individuals and stuff like that too, right? So Yeah, we play yeah. individual defensive players. Defensive kind of players, yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a wacky league, yeah. Yeah, so what you have lined up, it's looking good for you or you're concerned with, like, injuries and, you know, all that stuff? How, well, I'm a little concerned up? because uh, a lot of my guys are questionable this week. Um, first of all, I have Tua, and he's not going to play. Um, mm-hmm. But I have six guys in my starting lineup that are questionable with injuries, including uh, Eckler now has a knee injury. Um, so, But I don't think – I think they're all minor injuries. Hopefully they'll play, but I'm – scouring the waiver wire to try to pick somebody up but uh you know it's it's slim picking so we'll see but like i said hopefully with my record even if i blow the last two games i might be able i probably will sneak into the playoffs barring a total disaster so okay all right (laughs) cool so hi so Vince, you know keep me updated on how it's looking i will i'll be rude for you my guy i appreciate that thanks Thanks, yeah so thanks for hopping on yeah and i'll definitely uh i'll hit i'll hit you up and let you know if you do another spaces i'll let you know what the dome atmosphere was like and all that because it's been it's been a few years since i've been up there so Okay, great, great. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. So, thanks know, for the um, time, Dean. Okay, no problem. Um, you, you and your family have a happy new year. You do the same, Dean. Okay, all right. So, I see my guys. I see Tony Toast. You've been on for a minute. You, you want to hop on, my guy? Just hit the request button. If not, Dave, 
I know you have a lot to say. You can hit the request button as well. So whoever 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 beats whoever beats one of us to the punch, I'm gonna get on first. So the floor is your, yours. You two guys, I'm waiting on you. <laughs> You need that Jeopardy music. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, there, there was something earlier where I had like the music, and I heard I tried that. To get it, yeah. I tried to get elevator it back music. On. Yeah, elevator music. Yeah, I was like, that's the best thing Elon has done since he's you know, <laughs> bought this joint. And then it's the only it good thing he's done. <laughs> yeah. All right, let me see. So I got all right. My man Toast is on, so this should be fun. Mr. Toast. It's good to be on it once again. Hey, great to hear from you, my man. Um, happy holidays. Thank you, and likewise. All right. All right. So what's up, man? How you feeling? Dean, I'm a little disappointed uh, because what a lot of people predicted is coming true in the sense you look at Syracuse football, and we have lost guys like Deuce Chestnut and Jihad Carter recently. I don't know if you uh, follow Chiefs football that closely, but – we lost these guys not because they're not happy and not because of playing time and not because, you know, Jim Beheim is curmudgeon. The, the, the opposite is true. These guys like Babers. They like Syracuse. They're starters. But it's all because of NIL now. The whole like, college sports atmosphere has completely changed, which I know everyone saw coming. But now that it's here, I am a little disappointed because it's just tough to be a fan. What do you think? Yeah, Hey, Toast, maybe you can enlighten me on this. I'm familiar with the – not the behind-the-scenes story, but I knew about the South Carolina quarterback. Do you know what was the deal, or, or was it expected that once the OC left that he was gone? Like, what was the story behind yeah, the, I think, the South Carolina community? I don't know the story. It just seemed like people were never expecting him to make it to campus, was my sense. Like, uh, And then especially when the OC left. So, yeah, I, I was never – I don't know what I don't know the story. Bottom line, but it's just like uh, okay. you know, what is this going to be the thing now? I mean, every year we just have to wait and see which schools offer the most money to our players. You know, it's like uh, is that just yeah. that's how it is yeah. forever? Unfortunately, that's the landscape right now. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the NIL, especially with football. I think basketball, it's a little bit more controlled where you kind of have an idea what's going to happen but football just seems like it's all about the highest bidder right now so yeah it's just tough to because you know you know you're a recruiting guy you when we finally sign a guy you think okay great uh this is going to be a guy root for for four years and now it's like okay this is a guy uh you don't know what's going to happen yeah i mean that i I saw an article with the guy down here um John Ruiz, right? He spent, I read that he spent like $10 million on NIL for Miami Athletics. And the majority, obviously the majority of that is with football. So if you're wondering why Miami's doing so well with um, football recruiting, it's because of that guy. And I wonder if that's like who Weitzman envisioned himself to be, but he's not willing to spend that kind of cash right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if he wants to make a splash, he's going to have to make that kind of investment like Ruiz. But even Ruiz has said in due time, he's going to fall back from all of that. 
You know what I mean? Like he's not gonna spend as much money as he's doing right now. But is it? Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it's tough. I mean, no one, could, you know, it's a if it's just the highest bidder bottom line game from now on. It's very gonna be very hard to compete with. Uh, I think you know the Big Ten SEC juggernauts. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, someone was telling me you know Alabama has like. You know, such a waiting list to be a football booster that you have to like start as a basketball booster, kind of work your way up to get close to the football program. It's just yeah, and and and, and look at um how how is one Adam how is one Adam White against that? But even look at that with Alabama. Even Saban was complaining about Ruiz down in Miami. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that that shows how crazy it is, <laughs> right? Like Alabama is like at the top with all this stuff. And even a guy like Reese can make him feel like what the hell is happening here? Like I thought, I thought, I thought we, I thought we were a numero uno when it came to this nil booster, all this money type stuff. So it just shows you it's like wild, wild west. Like I, I could tell you. Here goes the story because you know, you know, I'm a USC football fan, right? So there's a lineman last year. I remember like the last recruiting class. Um, there was a lineman, five star, one of the top rated guys that was available. Um, after signing day was done, like his recruitment had dragged out past signing day, and I think he's from he's from Washington. So when he visits USC and all that, all everybody like all the, like the insiders and stuff that I'm cool with, they were like, "Hey, like they're feeling good. Everybody's feeling good." All of a sudden, he says he's gonna make a decision. Like if it's a a Monday, he says he's going to make a decision on a Friday, right? All of a sudden, let's say Wednesday or Thursday came around. He takes a surprise last-minute visit to Oregon. Oregon has, and we know Oregon, right? Like Nike, everything like that. So apparently they hit him, the family, everybody up with this NIL package that was, like, I guess, too good to turn down. So when USC or the USC peeps felt good going into the week, by the time it was the end of the week and he was ready to decide, it was all Oregon. So that's like what we're playing with right now. Yeah, I mean, when, it's like even, know, if, comes... even if Kadu had committed, let's say, with if Kadu had committed to Syracuse without visiting, obviously I would be happy. But it's it's a lot different if a guy is just committing for a payday versus had he – committed, you know, just how it's always been because he wanted to play in front of the big crowds in the Dome and everything else that the school has to offer as opposed to, you know, just going somewhere for money. Uh, what are they going to do? Are they going to make a salary cap to, you know, implement some level of parity going forward? It's not going to stay like this. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I've seen people because, you know, I follow certain lawyers and stuff. And they're saying the problem is the 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 guy that was what was it Emmer, the the president um the NCAA or whatever that's stepping down soon, they're saying he made a mistake, not jumping ahead of this and putting some guardrails on NIL. He let it get to a point where when it once it got to Congress and all this stuff became legal, it's kind of hard to fight against it now. You know what I'm saying? So that's the problem. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of problems. It's gonna lead to, especially yeah, it's, when it's like a whole. You're gonna have lawsuits, everything. Like he, he, he created a monster where he could have like jumped ahead of it and said, "All right, like if we're gonna do nil, cool, but we're gonna have like some guardrails. They're gonna be like a certain cap to all of this stuff." But he kind of like just fell back 
and just let it become wild wild west. Yeah. And now it's like you know what what can what can you do about it? Yeah, there's gonna be unhappy but, parties on both sides of the deals. You know, there's gonna be kids who show up and aren't playing well and don't live up to their ranking, and then all of a sudden the boosters they're not gonna want to pay them. It's gonna just be a mess. Yeah. What what that what that's what's going on because. I've seen guys like Goodman and 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 Frank Fraschilla tweet about this over the last month, where they're saying a lot of parents uh, and, and and handlers of players are complaining that you know a lot of NIL deals from you know when everything first started from last year to this year hasn't been agreed upon. Like the payouts that they were promised hasn't happened because. You, of course, you have a lot of guys that probably didn't meet certain standards, yeah, and they probably didn't read the fine print, right? Because a lot of these boosters, these guys that are multi-millionaires, billionaires, and stuff, they're not in that position for no reason, right? Like they know what the hell they're putting out there and stuff. So there's probably a fine print that a lot of these like parents and handlers or whoever didn't read, where it said like, "Look, if this kid <laughs> don't meet." a certain threshold or something or performance standard or spend a certain amount of years at the school and they want to leave as soon as, you know, things don't work out, you're not getting paid, you know, X amount, right? So if you came to a school thinking you're getting a million dollars, you might have got one-fourth of that, right? Or maybe even a half of that. But if you don't meet the certain standards that was required, you're not seeing the back end. So that's what's been happening with a lot of these players and stuff, you know. Because there, there's uh, another thing too. I heard a lot of football guys are saying that a lot of these kids are coming to schools that they don't want to, they don't really want to go to because they're just chasing the bag. And then after when things don't work out, you know, they're hopping into the portal. But those boosters are now saying, like, no, like, it's not it's not going down like that. Like, you're not going to get that full amount. Like, you're not going to think you could hop in, leave, and, you know, get the full bag that she was expecting. Like, we have it in writing that, you know, you had to meet certain standards and stuff. So that's kind of like the tug of war that's been happening when talking even, you know, basketball, football, all this stuff. So the NIL world... It's crazy right now. But, yeah, there really you know, is a tug of war because uh, I think most people agree that a lot of these uh, student athletes should they should be compensated in some way, but this way is just not going to I think uh, pan out for for a lot of parties involved. But yeah, it's just it is has been dampening a little bit uh, my my interest uh, until something gets sorted out. So what you think about um I don't know if you caught the convos earlier when you know I was um talking with like um my guy Bryce and Vince and we were saying about like how with guys like Weitzman and other boosters that want to help out Syracuse, maybe it's better instead of like trying to chase this pipe dream with like five star recruits, maybe attack the portal like we see with like, you know, certain other programs where if there's like a big time like whoever's like the top guy um, in the portal, use those resources to get those guys instead of like chasing, you know, the high school guys where you know they're gonna go to like the blue buds, the blue blood schools and stuff. Like, uh, what would you think about that? Hello, Toast. Oh my God, man, you back on that AOL 
56K. Can you hear me? Mike is on. Yeah, check, yeah, check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You back, man. You heard what I said. This always yes. happens with you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, you, know, so, you know, the rumors are that uh, Weitzman or the other Syracuse collectives are already doing that. Uh, that's what the rumor is, that, you know, a dozen football players and two basketball players were, in fact, kept in-house with uh, NIL deals. So okay. I think – that's so. Rumor is that is happening already, and yeah, I think it's important, just as important as what you're saying. But I don't know. I'm not ready to give up on Weitzman yet. I think he seems like a competitive guy. I think he is, like he'll probably learn from this Kadu thing. Yeah, I don't think he's going to give up till he lands with somebody at some point. Okay. Well, ho- hopefully that's the case. Hopefully he learns from this and you know realizes that look, when you're dealing with one and done guys, especially on the basketball tip. When you're dealing with one-and-done guys that want to be out of here real quick, you can't be offering them three-year deals. Like, these kids – and plus, like I said on my pod earlier, if a kid, a five-star recruit of his caliber is in college for three years, then you know that shit didn't work out. Like, you know, Q's fans going to want to run his ass out of town because he didn't meet expectations. So, yeah, that's, you know, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm more concerned about your point that uh, we had no one at the – Kion Anthony versus Eli Moore uh, game. Is that true? I, I mean, how are we going to get these guys? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's up. I mean, it's one thing. We know Bayham, you know, never gets out during the season. But the, the fact that the assistants weren't out there, that was, um, you know, surprising. Because usually do, usually I those mean, guys do get out. You know, usually Red is out there, Griff, G-Max. So, I mean, I, how much does it matter, though, Dean? I mean, if you're a high school kid now – and uh, the, your choices between a coach who comes to all your games or some random school offering you millions of dollars, what are you, what, what you going to choose? I mean, does, does the being there at the games even matter anymore? Folks, does it matter? John Calipari was at that game. John Shire for Dylan Harper, who's a top 10 recruit, the brother of um, Ron Harper Jr. and um, Ron, Ron Harper Sr.'s um, son. Shire and the whole staff was out there. Like, these guys are still working, bro. So until Syracuse, until they can land guys, if they can sit on their ass and say, all right, we got Weissman and all these other people paying off guys. When Calipari is out there and Shire is out there, your ass better be out there, too, if you want to land these players. You know what I mean? Like, if you if you don't want to recruit them and you're saying we're not going to get them, then fine. But... As we just saw in this Kadu situation, it's not like we got boosters laying out checks that, you know, these kids are like, wow, I, I you know, th- th- this is too much to turn down. Them and their families, this is too much to turn down. And our staff can just sit on their ass in the freezing cold in central New York and not go anywhere. Well, unfortunately, I was thinking it more the other way. I mean, uh, it's bad I'm saying there's no point in recruiting these guys because someone can easily outbid us. Not that yeah, we would be out bitter. Close. Bayham hasn't recruited in like 10 years. What are you talking about? You can't use him as an example. He doesn't go anywhere during the season. He doesn't go anywhere. What were we talking about? You can't use Bayham. When Bayham talks about recruiting, it's irrelevant because he does not recruit. He relies on the assistants to do all the heavy pulling. What is wrong with you guys? Look, toast. I'm getting my man Dave on right now. So you can, you know, whatever you're doing in the background, you want to rebuttal, I appreciate you hopping on. Let me get Dave in. 
And, um, you know, just be on standby. All, all right, my guy? Okay. All right. Dave, I'm getting you on next. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Okay. How you doing? Happy holidays, my Good. friend. Good. Same to you. Have, uh, happy New Year, and hopefully we'll have more wins in the new year, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry I'm a little bit late. I got hung up on another call. But, uh, you know, I think to answer Tony's question, I think that um, there's no way you could trust somebody. I mean, somebody might, but I think it'd be really hard to trust a family for a family to trust somebody to say, hey, come here, we'll give you a bunch of money. But the coach isn't even willing to come out and, and see you play. So I, I don't think that that's ever going to be lost with respect to recruiting. And, and um, you know, Bayheim's halftime speak, and when he was speaking at halftime uh, after Louis Orr passed, and he said, um, you know, there was this kid that one of my assistants told me about, and, you know, he was in Ohio, and I went out to see him. He wasn't highly recruited, and, and we got him, and he turned out to be a great player. And he literally said, oh, um, you know, that's not something I would do today. And it kind of just – I was – I'm like, am I the only guy in this whole – dome that's sitting there going what what the frick's wrong with you man you just admitted to everybody that you will not travel to ohio to see a player that you know may not be a top 10 or top 20 which is ridiculous we need top 40 50 60 guys so um you know i think dean you're 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 right in that you got to have you got to have the head coach there i don't know what parent in the right mind would send a kid to a school without meeting you know the head coach and talking to him and say are you going to treat my kid right um, even if there's millions of dollars in the line, because I, I just don't think you would ever trust that person. You'd think they're f- completely full of crap. Um, so that's just my two cents on that. And, I, you know, I, I don't know. I do think Weissman has the right um, – I think he's got his, his heart's in the right spot. I don't know if he's doing it right. I have no idea. I just know what I read in the paper, and it's pretty vague. So um, I'm not really sure. Um, but going back to the team, you know, Dean, you and I had, had – uh, message back and forth and um when i had said you know i had said i think chris bell and benny they're just both of them shouldn't start i think i probably jumped the gun a little bit on benny i i still do hold out more hope for him and that probably didn't come through properly i do hold out more hope because he's shown flashes of being good um but to your to your uh one of your pods where you said you're done with bell i i'm Starting, starting that is not completely, but I'm in agreement. He shouldn't start. When I watch him play, he just sometimes he tries hard, but he's still too weak, so he can't he can't rebound. Um, Benny, he still worries me in that I I was watching him. There were two one game he missed two jumpers, and he just jogged back on defense. He didn't sprint back, and I it's just it's a bad sign to me. So I hope he kind of kicks out of that because he's got to realize that. His whole game should not be predicated just on whether he shoots jumpers. Um, he can contribute so much more, I think. I would hope. But um, he, he just he, I just think he really does need to step up. Um, and then with that, you know, I, I just hope JB follows his words. Because every press game conference uh, post game is getting in now. You know, our guys can't rebound. Look at that. Benny and Bell had two rebounds and – you know, this guy came in and Copeland and Malik came in and they had, you know, seven and eight each or whatever it is. Um, but it keeps starting them. So I'm like, well, you know, what are you doing, man? You got to you gotta hold guys accountable and he's not right now and that's a problem. And that's what's changed because over the years he held guys accountable. 
And I, it started with Joe Girard, man. Three years ago or whatever it was, two years ago, he just he wouldn't hold him accountable. And it still just kind of is, you know, migrating through. So I'm definitely disappointed in that. Um, you know, but clearly Brown and Copeland need more opportunities. You know, they're going to have games when they're not good. And like Vince was saying, you know, Malik needs to round out his game. But, man, I really like him. I think he's got just a ton of upside. So I just think in that spot, the more minutes he gets, the better will be long term. And for two reasons. One, I think he's going to get a lot better. And two, it'll hopefully make him stick around. Um, so and, and Copeland clearly needs just they just need they need minutes on the floor, you know, to work through those problems that they're going to encounter. Um, but I, you know, I think that if they stuck around next year and they got enough minutes this year, uh, I think, I think it sets us up for a nice next year, potentially. I'm still sticking with my 15 and 15 or I may be one game off. So it's either 14, it's either 15 and 16 or 15 and 15. That's what I'm going to stick with. Cause I just, I don't know, man, Pittsburgh, they are better, but they're still not that strong. And, you know, I, uh, like Vince said, we're going to win some games we probably shouldn't, or we're going to lose some games we probably shouldn't. And then, the, to me, there's the scratch-offs. You know, the Virginia, Duke, Carolina, I just I don't see us beating them. So you've got probably four or five losses right there. Um, but, you know, I, I, I enjoy watching this team a lot more than last year. I certainly do. I just I like watching the younger guys, the, the freshmen develop. Um, you know, and I, I – I at least feel like there's a chance for us to get better. After game two last year, I kind of felt like we were already at our ceiling because of the guys we had. We had experienced guys that had played three, four years in basketball. And um, so I kind of figured we were at we were and gonna end up where we did. Where this year, you know, who knows? You know, at least we'll see guys get better. Um, but you know, that's kinda kinda where my head's at right now. Things are kind of slow, so it's um, you know, not not a whole lot other than the last couple games we've had, um, so. But Dean, do you still think uh, you still think we're going to get close to eighteen wins? Um, where 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 are we at right now? Um, eight I, and five. Good. Are we eight and five? Eight and five. Um, let me see. Let me uh get to the. Yeah, we're eight. We're eight and five. Eight and five, then we have uh, eighteen. Was the eighteen conference games left? So I think because um, I had uh, predicted us to be like nine and eleven in conference, and my without looking at like the full schedule moving forward, I don't think I'm moving off that much because there's a few games, you know, you can say it's toss up. So I can see nine and eleven being. 11 and 9 or 10 and 10 or 8 and 12 to 12 and 8 but yeah. even still with the four losses we have out of conference like you know we still can't unless we run the table in the ACC tournament because look the way how the ACC is overall um you know no way you know a team that has what 12 13 14 losses is going to be you know up there as an at large team so it's kind of hard for me to even envision, uh, you know, uh, this team being a, a tournament squad unless they run the table. But like I was saying earlier, um, cause I think you came on late, so I was I was um, talking to some of the other guys that 
if they can get into the NIT, and I'm never like, you know, proud or happy to be in the NIT. <laughs> you know, like a lot of the NIT teams during my time have been teams that should have made the tournament, and it's always just like a bummer when they don't get in. Like you look back, uh, what was it, the year where we got snubbed? Back in what was it, oh seven or oh eight or something like what was oh seven or yeah, one of those years that, yeah. that that NIT team was so painful because I was the first year I think I ever seen not even just Syracuse, but a team that everybody thought was in the tournament and they weren't in. You know, I, I think JB said in the post um the 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 the, the post tournament conference at the post um selection tournament conference after that um that that was the first time he ever seen where he looked at a mock draft where there were 30 uh, mock draft um, a mock you know selection um tournament thing where it was 30 of them they had 30 brackets 30 mock brackets and Syracuse was in 29 of 30 right like 29 of 30 JB was like, we so whoever had whoever had that one bracket that didn't have them in, I mean, you know, send them some flowers because that 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 was just really, you know, surprising and stuff. I think I think Lenardi had us like a seven seed or something like that that year. So it was crazy. But anyway, when talking NIT, if this team can gel and get to a point where, all right, they're in the NIT, I wouldn't be mad. Like, this would be kind of like the first time ever I would be intrigued to see how they perform because you're thinking of the youth of this team. And, yeah, I mean, Jesse might be the only loss. I don't think any of us would cry any tears if Joe was gone. So that would be like whoever comes in replaces him. That's like addition by subtraction, in my opinion, and I'm sure yours as well. So, yep. however that goes along, I, I, I would be intrigued to see how that plays out. And then, you know, let's see how the following season goes. That's why I'm saying a guy like Weissman, you know, we might look at a disappointment with the whole Kadu situation. But use that money, whatever resources he was going to put about, use that for Judah to come back for his sophomore year. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Let's save some of that money. Like the money we could look at we could spend this as a positive, right? The money that probably would have went to that would have ate up that would have went to Kado, that would have ate up probably the budget for Judah from forward can be used to get Judah back for another year. And, you know, let's let's see. Let's see um, you know, if uh, a guy like Copeland could develop alongside him. Uh, you know, maybe maybe there's another player. Um, in the portal or somebody that that's under the radar in high school or the prep schools right now that 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 um, blows up that we can get late in the process you know there's a lot of things that can happen so um, you know I, I don't look at it as doom and gloom with the team right now so far I mean if you're talking about tournament hopes yeah you, you might be disappointed and you know uh, not happy with where things are right now, but I, I kind of always look look with this team with a future lens on it. You know what I mean? Moving forward to next season and stuff. So that's that's where I, I just want to see development and improvement with you know a, a good number of the guys moving forward. So that's that's how I look at it. Yeah. So that's a good point, and and I I did probably did come in a little bit late on that conversation about. 
use some of money, use some of the NIL money to keep some guys that we think have potential. Um, as long as someone calls Weissman and tells them that Joe's not one of them, I think we'd be happy. Uh, <laughs> so someone has to make that call. Um, but Vince, you said something that I didn't, I don't know if I heard it right. Did you say that they've already used some money to keep two basketball players here from transferring? Nah, I think that was Toast. I think Toast talked yeah, about Yeah, Tony. Oh, it was Vince? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. No, yeah, it wasn't it was, me. Yeah, it was somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was Toast. Yeah, I think Toast said – I think he was mainly talking about football, but maybe he could clarify that because I, I, I'm not too familiar with the basketball guys. But, you know, he said something about some guys were kept in due to the NIL and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, Toast, you can speak for yourself. Unmute yourself and clarify what you said to Dave. Yeah, I don't have the specifics. That's just the rumor that uh, two current members of the team uh, are getting some sort of NIL deal and because of that are still members of the team. Uh, I can't elaborate any further because I don't know anymore. This all this could be a complete nonsense rumor, but... Okay. I mean, I was just making the point that, uh, yeah... Uh, we are already implementing, you know, Dean makes a, a fair point. We should be doing and already are doing exactly that, not just proposing an IL to uh, high school kids. Yeah, I think that's that's a good plan because um, it, it is right. I mean, I, I do agree. There's going to be fatigue along the way where, you know, people don't like spending their money just for the hell of it, uh, you know, and so eventually these guys are going to go, well, this is never going to end. What am I going to, what am I going to pay $500,000 for three kids every single year for the rest of my life? I, you know, I mean, people do have that money, but at the same time, people that make money don't like to lose it either. They're just, you know, flitted away for nothing. So, um, it, it, it will be interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was saying earlier with, um, toast. I don't know if you caught that, that, um, certain portion of the conversation, Dave, where I said with, um, John Ruiz down here in Miami, you know, not too far from where I'm at, you know, he, he has spent, there was an article that said he has spent like $10 million. You know, he's like a billionaire, wealthy guy, $10 million on Miami athletics. But he has said that, you know, in due time, He's not, you know, he, he's going to stop, you know, like like being a sugar daddy is going to come to an end. So obviously he's in it, you know, to prop up his businesses and stuff. And it has given him good publicity. But, you know, all that starts well, you know, it's going to come to an end. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure because it's not like, you know, Miami football has, you know, exploded and taken, you know, going back to their heyday. And, you know, the money he spent, like he spent over like a million dollars, I believe, on um, portal guys for the basketball team. You know what I mean? Like he he announced one of them. Yeah. Um, with uh, the kid from uh, uh, Nigel State. Pack. Nigel yeah. Pack. Because you'll find this interesting, Dave, because Nigel Pack is from Indiana. He was going to go to your alma mater. He was going to go to um, Purdue. Yeah. But they Ruiz cut that, you know, I think he said it was like a 400 grand. 400 grand check or whatever for him to promote his business and he ended up at Miami and the Miami folk they weren't too happy that he made that public but obviously this is a guy that's trying to promote his business and stuff like that and I kind of feel like that's what Weissman is trying to do when he's like announcing you know the offers that he's made to certain guys and all that he's like 
wait a minute, you know what I mean? Like I, I, you know, I could do the same thing for Syracuse, but so far, I don't think he's willing to go to the extreme like what we see Mr. Marie's doing. Like I, I don't think Weitzman is willing to spend like ten million dollars and take a loss on that because you got to imagine this guy in Miami is taking a loss. Like there's no way he has made like even close to making even bread on the money he has spent. You know what I mean? So right, yeah. right. And it is interesting. I never really thought about it. The catch twenty two of it, if. I get it. A guy's going to, you know, they have a marketing budget. If they're going to go out and spend a couple million dollars for marketing to get your name and your brand out there. But then the universities are saying, well, hold on here. You can't do that. You can't be too public with it. Or I I don't even know what the rules are. I guess there are no rules, but if it is, it is a catch 22. They're like, well, wait a second. If I'm going to spend a million dollars, I want to get that information out there. Right. I I want to, I want people to know about my company. And, um, have this kid be a spokesperson for it. But if they're going to get in trouble for it, then it does kind of, it kind of puts them in a tough position. Um, Cause again, I'd never heard of this guy down in Miami before or his company. Um, I can't remember the name of it now. So apparently it's not that good, but still it's um, that's the whole point of it. Yeah. I mean, trust me, Dave, nobody in Miami knows this guy's company, but you know, he's gotten a lot of publicity with the, you know, recruiting, especially, you know, especially on the the football end, because if you ever wonder why like Miami's getting like so many you know top recruits and stuff like that, it's because this guy's pretty much the sugar daddy that's just like throwing money around and stuff like that. So, you know, technically, they're saying you know rules wise, a booster can't be involved in the recruitment, right? But we all know behind the scenes, this is what's happening. It's just, it's not as public. You know, you don't see guys coming out and making it public. Like, Ruiz is like, he was the first one to kind of go public. And then the NCAA came knocking on the door. And, you know, I guess he kind of like skirted around, you know, how he was going about his business and stuff like that. But then, when you know, Weissman, you know, he's kind of like the other one now putting it out there, what he's offering and stuff. And I, I can tell you for a fact, like, basketball, I don't know about the football side of things. But our co- the, the basketball guys, they're not co-signing that. You know what I mean? Like the whole Kadu situation, he was basically on his own with that, doing whatever he was doing. You know what I'm saying? So right. yeah. there's a disconnect. Like that's why I was um, talking earlier, you know, with some of the other guys that there has to be like a connect of how are we going to go about things. It's not a good look. When, like, there's an article, you know, a few days ago where he's like, oh, I'm going to talk to Kadu's mother. Why isn't that conversation with JB? Why isn't that conversation? Red Archery was the lead recruiter <laughs> in this, right? Like, that should be yeah. that. Like, yeah. if anything, it should be like, you know, me and the coaches, we're going to talk with the mother. Not you, because last time I checked, he's not on the Syracuse coaching basketball staff, the Syracuse basketball coaching staff. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's kind of not a good look where... It, it comes across that this guy recruited this high caliber player harder than our coaches when our coaches, maybe not in the wrong, you know, they probably waved the white flag and knew, okay, he's going, he's going to North Carolina. Like we, we couldn't get him on campus because, you know, I said, I put out, you know, a, a, a pod earlier today where I said, look, like talking to somebody close to, you know, the program and stuff, they said three times, like three times they thought they were going to be able to get this kid on campus and try to work their way 
into you know um being 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 in 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 a a, 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 a a heavy spot you know than where they were before playing behind like they were going to be you know able to make up a lot of ground you know before the summer after the summer and then going into the next year and even the kid himself confirmed it a few weeks ago saying you know he had planned he was looking into visiting Syracuse but then you know a few days after he's like I'm tired of the process I'm worn out I'm just going to commit soon. So when, you know, news come out the other day that, you know, he's going to commit today, you know, you kind of, you know, you read the tea leaves like, okay, if he never visited Syracuse and I'm pretty sure Weissman or whatever, you know, whatever offer he made, that was on the table beforehand, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, the the kid not going to come out and say, okay, I'm going to make a decision, you know, coming up in a couple of days. And now all of a sudden you're making your offer. Like that doesn't make any sense. So you, any rational fan that knows what's up, you know, you kind of read the tea leaves and know, all right, he has his mind made up, and he's going to Carolina and stuff like that. So, you know what I mean? Like that. That's how I looked at the whole situation and stuff. So I don't blame, you know, the coaches. I mean, I do blame like Bayham not being involved. Like it's a given because he hasn't been involved in recruit you know a lot of recruitments over the last seven eight years and stuff it's the assistance but you know from what i understand red Autry was trying you know his best to like get the kid on campus and trying to work his way around that but it just never happened it, you know he went to carol it's not like the kid went to canisius or niagara he went to unc right so we can't really be um, you know, all shocked and upset and saying, how did this happen? So, you know, that's how, how I look at the situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I had forgotten until you had reminded me that he hadn't, he hadn't taken a visit yet. And once you said that, I was like, oh yeah, he's, he's not going to commit to us. Um, but do you know, did we just start late on his recruitment? Is that what happened? No, I mean, like I said, we, we were involved for a while and they thought they were going to get a visit from him. Um, you know, much sooner before he, you know, decided to shut things down. Like they, they thought they was gonna get him on campus, um, before the summer. You know, right before the summer started, and then for the fall semester. And like I said, like going into the new year, because remember, he's technically a twenty twenty four recruit, so he doesn't have like he's still like another year away, mm-hmm. but he can reclassify and come into next year's class. So that's the rumor that a lot of people are saying that, you know, he might when next summer comes around and you get into the fall semester, he might just reclassify and come to college. But there was no reason for him to shut down his recruitment and commit right now unless he had his eyes set on, you know, a certain school. You know what I mean? So that's why it was just kind of like strange to me that he would do all that and then, all right, like, I never visit Syracuse, but I'm just going to take the bag and just, you know, go along. Like, it, it never – everything that I've read and seen from this kid and heard about this kid, like, it, that story never add up that he would be the type to do that. So – but, you know, there was enough people that were gullible enough to buy into the Weitzman hype since he was putting so much stuff out there that I was just like, okay, you know, maybe maybe he could work a miracle here and we'll see what happens. But, you know, I, 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 do, I do feel – that the basketball recruitment as far as, you know, NIL, all this stuff is much more controlled and you can have a better read on it than football. 
like the football stuff is just like wow wow west like you, we don't know like you you can't tell what's going to happen monday to tuesday you know that's how crazy it is you know what yeah. i'm saying so yeah i agree and i i think football it's been pain players has been much more rampant for years and years and years and people just ignore it so i i can't even remember if football programs ever go on probation it never seems like they ever get in trouble for anything so maybe it's because they're not really officially part of the ncaa or whatever it is i don't know i don't get it but um so yeah so that's kind of all i have so i'd be curious to hear what other people think about what's going on with the program yeah, um, uh, yeah. So I appreciate you as always, Dave. You know, for hopping on and you know, have sharing your insight. So let me ask you. Cause I actually have the Syracuse schedule in front of me. So like, you you attending any games coming up? I know Vince. Um, you know, he says he's gonna go to the, the Notre Dame game. So like, what game you gonna go to? So I can yeah. you know around time you know hit you guys up and get some post game insight and stuff on future spaces. Yeah. So I'm going Saturday to Saturday, and then we're gonna be gone for a couple of weeks so i won't go to any of those games so vince i won't see you at the notre dame game i gave those tickets away but then after that i think we're pretty much going to all of them because we have season tickets so um but uh kind of january 4th to whatever 20 22nd or something or something like that we're gone um but uh yeah so um any so i can if you have spaces during that time i won't be on but after that i'll be i'll hop back on Okay, yeah, because I'm looking at the schedule and I see by the time you say you'll be back, like the 24th on a Tuesday, that's a big game against North Carolina at home. So that I would love to. Yeah, that, I'll be know, back for that one. I will yeah, be back yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, that that definitely should be, you know, unless like my work schedule or something is crazy. Like I, I, I'd love to have you on for like a post game for that one because that should be you know, uh, a big one right there. Cause especially with North Carolina kind of like getting it back together now, like they got off to like a rough start, but they kind of been playing um, better as late. And I'm sure as like the SC, the, the ACC schedule comes about, you know, they, they probably should continue to roll. So that, that, that should be a, a, a good um, test for, you know, our squad and see how they handle playing those guys so um yeah dave I, I appreciate you hopping on as always and um you know uh amanda you know I, I had hit up amanda and you know she told me she was gonna be a bit busy but hopefully i i'll get home some other time but you know you too you know y'all y'all have a happy new year and um you know i i'll I definitely chop it up with you on a regular um you know on the chats and stuff so um yeah you know take care my guy yeah thank you and thanks for doing these they're a lot of fun appreciate it happy new year to you all right, take care now. Bye bye. Yeah, bye. So, um, anybody else that want to hop on, just hit the request button. Um, get you on, and uh, you know, we could chop it up for a bit. Any any takes on, um, the basketball team moving forward in the ACC schedule, um, the Elliot Cado, you know, uh, commitment that went down today. Uh, you know, anybody um that want to chop about chop it up about these things, uh, just hit the request button. and I'll get you on. Um, if not, we'll just, uh, you know, call it a day. You know, we uh been on for over an hour or so, going on two hours. Um, let me know uh, what's up. So I'm going to just put it for like another another um 30 seconds or something. Hey, my man, yo, Aaron, be more, man. Like, hop, hop on. Come on, bro. Come on. 
not nah, nah, you you not just gonna listen, bro. Like I haven't heard from you in a minute. Hit the request button, bro. Hit the request button. Nah, this like, I'm not I'm not letting you I'm not letting you get off the hook like that, bro. Like I'm 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 sending a a request for you to speak, man. Like nah, we 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 chopping up, bro. I haven't heard from you in a minute. <laughs> I ain't let you I ain't let you sneak in and out like that, bro. I just hit the request. Just hit the hit you up with the invite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, you ain't sneak. You ain't sneaking in now like that. Hit, hit the unmute, bro. What's going on, brother? What's yes. Going on, brother? Hey, I'm good. Nah, yeah, I wasn't letting you sneak. I just saw. I was like, nah. I was like, nah, bro. Like you, you should, you should, you should have ran out like five minutes ago. I was like, nah, you ain't sneaking in and out like that, my dude. Like, uh, happy holidays to you and your fam. First, you too, all. brother. Yeah, man. So, like, hey, I'm I'm giving you the floor, man. How you how you feeling about everything? Man, I've been listening all night. I'm in like several group chats. Uh, it, it's wild out here, man. Um. You know, I never thought the team would look like this, how it looks right now. Uh, you know, this is the, the, you know, I have friends and family always say, it's Q's, Q's always good, you know. And not and being below average, I would say the last year and a half is kind of different, you know. It's different. And I watch every, I watch what everybody says online and, you know, you look at things and see what, what has happened, what's changed and whatnot. And it, it, it's, it was weird to not even want to watch games right now. Uh, because of what what you're what we're dealing with right now, you know, I'm not watching here and there, but you know, I know on a Saturday or a Thursday or whatever night they play, it was always you got to watch the game. That was that was the event. Um, as far as recruiting all that stuff, I, I couldn't even tell you what's going on recruiting. And like you guys been saying, he doesn't even even go out. That's crazy to me. Doesn't even go out. And like even in Maryland, you know, everybody knows Cuse just because Mello and other you know people who come down here, and you don't even hear about Cuse conversation anymore. You hear more about um, who's the guy from um, University of Maryland? Willard is he there now. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. But Willard, he's yeah. he's he's running and gunning school down here every high school game, doing what he has to do to get the recruits down here. You know, it's a hotbed, DMV. So I mean, I'm looking at it right now. I don't I don't know where we're gonna go. Um, I wanted to come up for like the big anniversary game for 2000, you know, to, for the championship because I graduated college that year. But I'm not even going up for that, man. Because like <laughs> we, I just, <laughs> you know, as much as I would love to go up and celebrate, and I had a whole group of guy friends that were going to go up for, for that. We're not even doing it like that. We're like, nah, this we don't even look right. So I love what you guys are doing out there, keeping up this tempo and seeing what you're saying. But uh, again, I'm, you know, I'm a diehard Cuse fan, and I, I love. I just wish we were back in the day like we used to be, you know, when we used to play the Villanova's. Like, to me, playing Georgetown is a waste of time at this point. They're not, they're not, they're not doing, anything, doing anything for us. All the big-time players out of DMV are going to Villanova still, you know? So it's like, we're, why aren't we playing Villanova? Why aren't we getting on that track? Things of that nature just, you kind of wish that we were doing that now. And I know, I guess we signed on for like another two years to play Georgetown, which is whatever. You know, I didn't even go last year to the game down here. That's how bad we were. So I mean, again, I don't mind spending. This, I'm one person who literally was on vacation, and then bought a ticket to go to Houston for the last Final Four. So I'm a diehard when it comes down to it. You know, I'm in South Beach, and I'm flat on the flight when I get back to Baltimore to Houston. So, you know, I, I wish I had that feeling like I did back in the day, but right now, you know, I, I want those Dion Waiters looking players. I want those guys who just dogs come there and play. You know what? They might have some little, they may have some issues, but you know we'll get around that. We can work around that. 
That's all I gotta say for tonight, though. Yeah, I, I feel you, man. Um, you know, the, the the that's the thing. It's like the Georgetown Syracuse games. It, it doesn't have that feel like it used to. You know what I'm saying? It's like why even? It doesn't do anything for us because it's like you beat them. It's like all right, you're supposed to beat them, right? And if you lose to them, you look at like last year, right? Like I think when they beat Syracuse, I think they lost what 20 straight games after that. So it does nothing for you when and and um you know the, that rivalry is not the same. And uh, you know I just uh, hope um, as time goes along, um, you know things 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 can get back to how it was like the old days. Um, maybe not specific because we know like Syracuse is never gonna go back to the big the Big East or anything like that. But as far as just, you know, being a big-time program where, like, if you play former Big East rivals, it has certain meaning to it and stuff. And, you know, you talked about Maryland. Willard, one of the main things, the best thing he did when he got there was hiring a staff that has connections to the DMV. And that's something that hurt that that's going to hurt Syracuse over the years because when we had our best teams – it's recruiting that D.C., Maryland, Virginia area and stuff like that, getting, you know, the top players from that region. If Maryland is going to have a stronghold over that, and we know Villanova has done well with that region, that's going to be a problem. And then Georgetown, if um, Ewan, that's going to be another key too. Like if Ewan steps down after another disastrous year and they hire a guy that has strong ties to that region, that's going to be another problem as well because, you know, that new coach is going to be able to pick a lot of, you know, top players from the region that, you know, they'll beat out Maryland for or Villanova for or, you know, even the leftovers, you know what I mean? Like, there's not going to be enough for Syracuse and other programs to come in unless you're like a Kentucky or Duke trying to get those five-star top-notch guys. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it all um plays out moving forward but i appreciate you um Aaron, hopping on hey I, real yeah, quick yeah. question what do you think about i mean i, I don't I haven't listened too much with the chatter but what do you see um Beheim as far as going i mean i would love for my dude who uh was the coach of Villanova to come back to i would love for him to be the next coach of Cuse. i don't want to go in-house at all no there's nothing proving with those guys i've heard paul's name been thrown out thrown out there um, what are your what are your the, the guys' thoughts on that? I mean, oh, Jay Wright um, to me, I would love for him to come to Q's. I would love for that, but I know that's probably not going to happen. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Next coach. Oh, you you talking about um when you talk about uh former coach from um, Villanova, you talking about Jay Wright? Yeah, Jay Wright. Yeah, Jay Wright. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think Wright's pretty much set um with retirement and stuff because apparently you know why he stepped down was like you know spend time with his family, like grandkids and all that stuff. Because you know with Roy Williams, Coach K, all these guys, like the word is is because the zoo that we talked about, like you know you 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 hopping on here and we we're doing a lot of. NIL conversation and these coaches, they, they seen how things was going to turn and they don't want to deal with that. You know, they, they have already been accomplished, won championships, made millions of dollars. So they just want to kick back and chill. It seemed like Jim Beheim is like, you know, the only OG that's like, you know what? I'm not going anywhere. You guys want me going? You gonna have to kill me and carry my ass out of here. Cause I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> so, that's kind of the stance JB is taking. So 
when it comes to, you know, the next coach and all that, I, I don't think anybody has an idea what's going to happen, unfortunately, moving forward. You know, um, I always take in the stance that until proven otherwise, they're just going to stay in-house. And the rumor I keep hearing is red that, you know, since he's like the associate coach, because what people got to remember, if anything happens to JB, like if JB has an illness, he suddenly gets suspended by the NCAA, something crazy happens. Red Archery is next in line to fill in and coach that team. So it's rare that they would just skip over him and say, all right, G-Mac or Griff, you're the coach. You're going to be, you know, if, if Wild Hack is looking to stay in-house, I think it's going to be, you know, a, 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 a tough and rare situation that he would just skip over the associate head coach and go with somebody else if you're staying in the Q's family. But, um... You know, looking at other candidates, there's not really anybody that stick up top. I mean, I, I I was a big fan when looking upside with uh, Mike Boynton, who's from Brooklyn over at uh, Oklahoma State, but they haven't really been too hot, you know, since Kay Cunningham left. So I don't know how, you know, that situation could work out with him. And, you know, with Hop, you know, I love Hop to death, but, you know, outside of the first couple years at Washington, you know, I think that would be a hard sell coming back to the Qs unless you want to flip it in the sense where, all right, we know when he was at Syracuse, he was the lead recruiter for so many of the players on our favorite teams over the last 20 years. So you bring him back and you say, okay, the difference between the potential he could have at Syracuse and then with Washington. Washington, he, you know, like that's a whole different scenario out in the Pacific Northwest. And Syracuse is going to be different. But like I said, that, that 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 could be a tough sell. I mean, I wouldn't be totally against it. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure a, a, a good fraction of the fan base might not be for it. But, um, you know, let me get my man Jason on real quick. Uh, he just hopped on. So, Jason, I'm sending you an invite to share your opinion. You know, a lot of stuff was said. I, I I wish you got on sooner to hear a lot of this stuff, but better late than never. I'm used yourself, my brother. Oh, uh, sorry, man. Um, yeah, I, I had a question for you. I, I'm sorry I missed everything. I'm, I'm always late, it seems like, but uh, I was watching the end of this football game. It was crazy. Uh, but I wanted to know why Weitzman offered Cadeau a million for three years when he's a top 10, like, you know, arguably number one recruit in this class. Why wouldn't he just offer him a million for one year? I, I mean, it do probably doesn't matter in the end, but it doesn't make any sense because he's not going to be at Syracuse for three years, right? So why wouldn't he just give him the million for one year? Get him. Yeah, I mean, get, just get him here and then worry about it later. Yeah, that's the thing we spoke about earlier. That it 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 shows you why the kid didn't even contemplate coming out to Syracuse for, to visit yeah. because these kids that are top ten, top twenty recruits, they're trying to get to the league as quick as they can. So when you're talking about a million dollars for three years, that's not a game changer. No. A million dollar a year. Now, that's a game changer. So when I saw that, when he put that out a few days ago, I was like, no wonder this kid. Because we know he didn't make that offer two days ago. We know that was probably on the table for, 
you know, whenever he discussed this with the kid and his family and stuff, and the fact that we could never get this kid on campus, yep. obviously there were things that never, you know, was worth his while to come out to to three one five. So, you know, he maybe this is a learning lesson. All we can say is we hope that this is a learning lesson in negotiation with how to deal with these recruits with Weitzman. But um, you know, if that's gonna be his approach, because the only person that gained any, you know, notoriety out of him. this is him. Yep. You know what I mean? So And that's what if, I think that's what it's about at the end of the day with that dude, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's about him. But um hopefully going forward I mean, but here here's the thing, Dean, that really bothers me. Jim Beheim makes absolutely no effort at all to have a relationship with these kids. And when that's the case, and all these other guys, the Hubert Davises and all these other coaches are putting in mad work to get these kids. Like, this ain't 1988. Like, he can't, like, you, you just, it's not going to happen for you. These kids don't know you like that. Like, and, and so my frustration is the longer this goes on, the worse our recruiting is going to be the harder it's going to be to come back from. Um, and it's like, is he? are we really sure he's going to leave after next year or is he going to pull some other – but, like, say we're good next year. I mean, like, it just – I said this a long time ago. I think we're going to have to drag the guy off campus. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. not kidding. Like, I, I just I, – I, he doesn't know anything else, man. I, I, and as far as, like, the next coach – I I know this is probably unpopular, but if we're not going to do like a national search, which I hope we do, I'm on board for hop. I would hire hop and I would get, I would maybe have like a guy that an older guy that could be like a strategic type bench guy. Like when somebody, who was it that went Mullen went to uh, St. John's, this didn't work out well, but it's the idea that I like. And I think Gene Katie was there with them for a while. Yeah. So, like, if you had hired Hop, maybe you get, like, a, a older guy to kind of help him. I mean, like, a, like a, you know, and, 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 a, and maybe slot in a recruiter. Because yeah, I, I mean, think exactly. Hop's East Coast ties are what really – I think that if you would have gotten a – if you would have taken, like, the BC job when he had a chance to, um, or if they would have hired him or whatever, I think he would have killed – I think he would have done really well there, honestly, because he's such a good – he had so many relationships. Um, but – at the end of the day, man, we're we're in a bad, bad spot as far as just moving forward with just the coat. Like, I, I just I don't think there's a plan. Um, you know, I think Bayheim, you're gonna have to drag him off the. the I mean, dude, I'm I'm so frustrated. I, I, I mean, I knew the Cadeau thing was gonna be, uh, you know, probably like a five percent chance of happening. But I was when you told when you dropped that pod, I was like, okay, well maybe. And if we had him in Mince, you know, that's hope. But, of course, that didn't work out. So, yeah. Cause the, it's I rough, mean, man. Main, yeah, because, Jason, the main thing when – when um, because this like, – like I said on the pod, like the plan and the kid said to himself, if I'm going to visit a school after the New Year, it's going to be Syracuse. Right. So that's why I did the pod because there was some positive momentum that they were going to be able to get him on campus and then work their way. And then yeah. you can have Weitzman kind of like, you know, maybe you bring him involved and he can like, you know, lay out whatever offer he has. But when the kid, you know, a couple of days ago says, you know, I'm shutting it down 
and yeah, you know, I'm gonna make a decision. We kind of knew, you know, unless you know Weitzman, you know, works some magic, unless he made, you know, like because the thing I I I I didn't know what kind of offers he was making, so that's why I was just like, all right, you know what, you know, if he could work some magic, maybe we might have a chance, you know, um, five percent chance, whatever it may be. But when I saw the offer was like three years, you know, a million dollars, I was like, come on, like nobody, no, 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 five stars trying to like even. You even if you think the prospect is as raw as they are, like you might see a kid who's a five star because of potential. You can't right. tell them that, right, Jason? You can't tell them that. They think they're one right. and done. I right. can tell you for a fact, Raheem Christmas thought he was a one and done, even though <laughs> I watched him on ESPN score like one basket in right. a game on ESPN. You know what yeah, I mean? We, yeah. And, yeah. And and he thought coming in, you know, he was gonna be a one and done and stuff like that. So. You can't offer, you know, these five-star kids, you know, talking about three years. Because then again, if you're in college, if you're a five-star prospect and you're in college for three years, you know what that means? It didn't work <laughs> out for your ass, right? It's Thanks. not looking good. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. So that that whole situation, I was just kind of like, man, I don't know. But you know what? Hey, maybe there's a 5% chance we see what's what. But, um, you know, hopefully it's a learning lesson and he – you know, changes his approach, but then again, I think there's a certain, you know, another side where it seems like he's just out for the attention because he got a yep. lot of publicity off of this. You know what I mean? Yep. Like his name 100%. was out there, and yep. people talked about him. So who knows? Because another a factor. I know you're, you know, a big um, Q's football fan. I was telling the guys earlier. I said maybe he could allocate some of those resources to like the portal because he said he wants to help football. So we know Syracuse is not going to beat out, you know, top, you know, prospects out of high school when you're dealing with, you know, Ohio State and Michigan and some of these schools, SEC schools and stuff like that. But an example, you look at the guy from Rhode Island in the portal, right? The top lineman that was like all CAA that had all the top. I said, maybe you offer him a deal. I know he ended up at Oregon. And maybe, you know, Oregon, you're dealing with Nike and all that. But then again, like how much you think Oregon was offering him, right? Maybe right. a guy like Weissman could say, hey, this kid who's from, you know, people that don't know his background, he's from Harlem and he played at Stepanak. He's a local kid. So maybe you use that resource and say, okay, if this is the top guy in the portal, top lineman that all these schools want, I'm going to make an offer that that's going to top all these schools and we can land him. Like maybe that's a, a situation Instead of, you know, Weitzman and some of these other boosters and stuff trying to chase, you know, basketball players and football players that, you know, we, we, we're, they're not going to get right. Like, you know, like right. they're not going to get some of these dudes, but maybe you can work your way like with the portal and stuff like that. Whoever's the top guy, we can, you know, use those resources to get those players. So that's what I'm, I'm willing to wait and see how Weitzman moves about, because if he you know, is just chasing, you know, uh, guys that he know he can't get just to get his name out there and say, oh, well, I offered this dude a five-year, you know, uh, <laughs> a, a, a half a million dollar deal. He ain't come, you know, then, you know, we're going to look at him like he's crazy and stuff like that. But then he can tell a certain portion of the fan base, look, I made this off. I put this money up and like what you expect. They don't want to come. It's not my fault. So, right. you know, I, I don't know how it's going to work out because it just seemed like there was a disconnect here. With the Kadu the Kado the situation, because I think our coaches knew, like, all right, if we can't get him on campus, 
he's not coming. Yeah, he's not coming. Yep. But then yeah, Weissman I mean, is like, oh, I'm going to talk to the moms. I'm, I'm going to go highlight the moms and stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, what, what the hell is happening? How is he recruiting the kid harder <laughs> than our guys? Like, something is not, you know, right. even. Yeah. Like, something's, there's a mix-up going on right now. Yeah, I think at the ba- at the bare minimum going forward, if he's going to try to get, like, elite-level talent to come to Syracuse Weitzman, he's got to start at a million dollars, period. Like, one year, one million. Like, you can't like, – three years, a million dollars. That's not going to get it done. And he also needs to shut up. Like, I know he wants the attention, but just, just shut up. You don't have to – you don't have to tell everybody. Just do what you do if you want to do it behind closed doors – because, I mean, it's, I don't think it's a good look if you're announcing that to everybody. Um, for any, like for Syracuse, I mean, especially like the stat, like it just, I don't know. I think, but it, like you said, it's all about attention for him. Like he, he pays people. This dude, I couldn't imagine doing this, but this dude pays celebrities to go to basketball games with him. Like I, I couldn't imagine doing that. Like, like that's like a level of clout chasing that I can't even fathom. So, I like, I, I like that he's trying, but keep it on the DL. And, and look, if you're going after elite hoops talent, three years of a million dollars ain't getting it done, period. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just not going to be enough. Yeah, I mean, Jason, like I said on the, on the pod, do the math, right? Like, if you're talking right. about three, three years yeah. a million, that's like, what, yeah. three, over 300K? You think yeah. this kid that has North Carolina, like he's he's he he he's he he's throwing North Carolina. Let's say you're negotiating, right? And he's throwing yeah. UNC at you, and you have everything <laughs> that comes with UNC, Jordan Brand, all that. Right. And, and here goes another telltale that I didn't know until later today. Kado made his announcement at a Jordan Holiday Festival event, a Jordan wow. Brand. A yeah. Jordan brand sponsored event. So that should have been the time. If I knew that, I would have like, hey, like, all right, we're not getting him. He's going to UNC because ain't no way this kid is announcing at a Jordan brand event that he's going anywhere besides the Jordan school. Yeah, it reminds so, it reminds it reminds me of Lenora Sellers when he flipped to South Carolina. He calls a presser in South Carolina, invites all like his friends and, and everybody it, it, he ain't going to Syracuse yeah. he's not going to announce he's in South Carolina that he's going to Syracuse for all those people so yeah. oh all right so Jason we talked about that earlier but um you know we didn't have any insight on that but you know what how that how, how that situation played out because we were trying to figure that because I we we all knew about you know him flipping, but nobody really knew like any like you know behind the scenes and how that went down. Like you you got any insight of how that um situation? Obviously, the offensive coordinator leaving, you know that that didn't help. But like you, you got right. any more information on how that situation went down? I mean, what I've heard is after his performance uh in in the game he played it, he won MVP. They like South Carolina was like on him hard like in his you know at his house like visiting with him all, like pressing him like and uh you know Beck is trying to he's got elevated to OC so he's trying to juggle two balls if you will like he's trying to recruit this kid and keep him Syracuse but he's also trying to prepare for a bowl game um and at the end of the day man I guess the kid just wanted to stay home I mean uh 
the fact that like he was even open to that is just another obvious. I mean, I've always said verbals don't really mean anything until they sign it. That's I mean, so the fact that he was still like shouting out offers he was getting from like Georgia Tech, like random school, like I, I, I it was almost like he was gonna flip. I, I don't know if if he looked at the at the you know, the situation and was like, it's kind of unsteady because you don't know if Baber, it could be a one. I mean, if Baber has a bad year next year, I mean, so I, I don't know. I don't know the insight, like the inside scoop on that. Other than I know that Beamer and all those guys really put the full court press on him in the last week. And I guess got in his head, got to the family and, you know, really push that playing in front of your family and friends and playing in the SCC and probably nil so mm -hmm. that's what my get my best guess is the nil probably pushed him over the top yeah we, and, we don't and, have that money yeah and, and plus the coordinator leaving that didn't help matters too right right no that didn't help but the the real connection with syracuse was beck he was okay. a virginia he was a virginia commit then he was you know then he was a syracuse commit so he beck's been on him from day one through the injury and everything else that's why it's it hurts so bad because they haven't been on him. Like Carolina hasn't been on him as long as Beck has. Beck's been on him since he was in Virginia when he was a Virginia commit. So that was a brutal loss for Syracuse because of the connection and the like. He was the first, I really think, the first guy that that was on him. And just it just sucks because so, I mean, it seems like every time we have a long term relationship, whether it's in basketball. Or football, it just never works out for us. Yeah. And that's frustrating as a fan because you think, okay, if we've established the groundwork, we should win the majority of these battles, and we just don't. So I I, I don't know, man. It's it's tough. Yeah, and, and, and even though the, the season didn't end a great way, like they got off to like such a great start, you thought like there would have been some momentum and stuff like that, and it just yeah. – like that that yeah when i saw that pop up the other day i was like wow like you know that because i knew that was like one of the key guys you know what i mean like you you know there's I mean, always going to be a lot of you know uh yeah both their top two flipped yeah. mm -hmm. their top two like he was their number one guy and their number two guy both of them flipped so yeah. that was this is not a great recruiting class for football i mean they never have great ones but this one really isn't looking too great yeah, and you seen the guy, the one, um, what's his name, Lindsey, who was committed, and I guess Babers didn't want him. You saw how he turned out to have a good career. Like I saw him in like the playoffs and like the subdivision and stuff, where he like right. broke records and all kinds of shit. And I remember like seeing his high school film, and I was like, man, I hope they don't like. I mean, who knows? Like, cause he he did it on a lower level, so who knows if he would have been good on a higher level, but. From what I saw, like he, like I, there was like this one. I was just curious to see him, and he would like he's mobile, like he could sling it and stuff. And I was just like trying to picture like him instead of um, was um Schrader and stuff. And I'm like, man, like Dino could have worked magic with this kid, and and I don't know, man. You know, it's it's it, it, it's it's crazy, but you know, I was I was looking forward to seeing the the kid from South Carolina. Like you know, I saw his highlight film and. You know, I was reading how he was like a you know really good soccer player as well, and everything like that. And he just seemed like a really good athlete, and that yep. sucked when you know that news came out that he flipped to South Carolina. You know, so yeah, and it's crazy because Beck, I think, is going to be a stud. Like, I think he's he's going to be a future head coach. 
Um, I, he's he's the like when they got him, I was shocked. Out as far as OC, um, I'm I'm actually glad Anai left because I want to see what Beck can do. And the crazy thing is, like, the guy that uh, the South Carolina hired, Loggins, is horrible. Like, he's an absolute awful offensive coordinator hey. everywhere he's been. He's not good at developing quarterbacks. He's terrible. So that's why I think it's NIL money. Because yeah. if I had a choice, honestly, like just take away the SEC and all that and, and just look at my 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 future playing in the NFL. Do I want to play for a guy that's never developed any quarterbacks or a guy like Beck who's developed a bunch of quarterbacks that have gone on to yeah. play in the NFL? Age hey, like, Jason Jason, trust me, I know we, me and my guy Toast, we know how terrible Loggins is because he was the damn offensive coordinator when Adam Gase was the head coach for my freaking team. Oh, so, so you know, we, <laughs> I don't even have to tell you that. You already yeah, we know. know. We know. If you wonder why Sam Darnold was shit for us, it's because of that guy. So yeah, we know how terrible Dow Loggins or whatever the hell his name. He, he's more known for having successful red flag challenges than he was calling plays like that that shows you how um you know because he was the flag guy for gates like anytime <laughs> they was like you know to throw the challenge flag that yeah was <laughs> dude I, i'm telling you man i don't know how some of these guys keep getting jobs it's unbelievable it's yeah, really it's, unbelievable to yeah me. I, it's hey look Never burn bridges. That's why I realized with a lot of these guys in any profession, don't burn bridges because you'll 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 find a way to keep finding work. Apparently, you know I so, mean, apparently, man, it's it's crazy. I, I I just I don't. I mean, I'm not one of these people that's gonna hate the kid. Like it's disappointing or whatever. I I wish him well, but I, I this is one of those cases. I just I, I kind of don't get. It, it had to have been money. It, I mean, I don't know what else it could be because. Like I said, man, if you're looking at if you're a, if you want to play in the pros, do you go with a guy that's proven that he's developed quarterbacks or a guy that's just been a bum everywhere he's been? So I I get you want to play in that SEC atmosphere and all that stuff. That that I get, but is I mean, and he's also I think he's further behind on the depth chart too there. So I I don't know, man. It's crazy. Disappointing for sure though. And and the fact that Dino is such a I don't know. He he just seems he's going to be on the hot seat every year. I think because he's just so bad as far as end game management. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But I he's he feels like Dino's always like one year away, or or Syracuse football is always one year away from you know imploding. So maybe that had something to do with it too. Since Beamer, I think is is relatively new in Carolina. So. We'll see what happens. But as far as the basketball team, dude, we, we I know I this has nothing to do with what I just talked about, but I just want to say we should never be down 20 to Pittsburgh with that Pittsburgh roster at home. That game, it was just uh, being down by 20 in that game. It just all my hope. It, every time I hope for anything with this, with, with Syracuse, it just goes out the window. Like how they're down 20. And then, and JB is just so stubborn. Like, you know, Bell can't rebound. Like, he's not. He's just not giving you anything. Benny's really not giving you anything, anything either. And he just waits so long with everything. And uh, it's frustrating because if we could win that game, and it was, you know, BC and Louisville, we could have stacked some wins, gotten some confidence, all that shot now because we blew another game to Pittsburgh at home, who for some reason we cannot beat. With uh, I just I, I don't get. It's like Jamie Dixon's coaching again. 
Yeah, I don't understand because it's like, I think, was it the last five times we have played them, we lost like four out of the last five, and it's like Pitt has been any good. It's just no. weird, this thing with us and Pitt, right? And some I mean, they're be- to- I'll get they're better this year, but that roster ain't all that. Yeah, like it shouldn't be down no damn 20 points, but I always figured these slow starts – yeah, it's gonna come to bite us in the ass because, like, we're yep. down double digits to a one every game team. We're every down double game. digits to Cornell. We're down double. Like, what the hell is happening? It's because the starting lineup. Like, JB has to make some changes, in my opinion, to get the right players. I mean, he's still trying to figure out the lineup, and I understand that the, the rotation. Right. I should say, but he can't keep coming with the same old same old because we're, we're just not getting off to good starts and you can't play these teams just showing up for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 15 minutes, 10 minutes. Cause you know, Pitt, like we only play good for, we only showed up for 10 minutes. Right. Like, like well, you can't on. have, you can't have Bell and Benny on the court at the same time. Cause they sleepwalk too much. Both of them do like, you cannot have both of them on the court and everybody's argument is, well, Malik, Malik doesn't stretch the floor, blah, blah, blah. Malik at least rebounds, hustles, goes after loose balls, you know, make, he'll pass in the low post. Like he, he, he'll finish. Like, I don't, at this point, I'm just tired of watching a guy play 25, 30 minutes and get one zero or one rebound and score seven points. Like that's not enough. We need guys that can get on the glass, second chance points, kill this team. Like, put Malik in there, let him learn. You know, if you want to play Benny, play Benny. But like, we're gonna have to ugly the game up. We're not like, like playing soft ass guys like Bell. And, and no disrespect to him, but he's soft. And Benny's kind of soft too. Like those guys, th- that's not gonna win you any games. So I mean. I, and, and, and Quadir, I think if he got more of a chance to play, you'd see more of what you saw in the last game. I understand sometimes he plays like he's, you know, on crack and, and just spastic, but then there's other times where he's just all energy, getting the ball, going after the ball. I, like, I, I would rather have a guy like that that goes hard all the time and makes mistakes going hard than a guy that's, like, afraid to make a mistake. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So... We'll see what I mean. Yeah. If, if we drop this game to BC, we're in deep, deep shit. Like we have to win that game. Yeah, because that that game. I mean, you know, I was telling the guys earlier. I was like, I had a buddy of mine ask me, "Hey, like, you know, is the BC game that's gonna be, you know, a cakewalk or whatever?" And I said, "Shoot, you asked me that, you know, a while back. I would say for sure." But they just beat Virginia Tech recently, and Virginia Tech. Yeah. A good team, so yep. we can't go into that game just thinking, yeah, we could sleepwalk for another, you know, thirty minutes and just turn it on. Like we, we've there's seen no gimmies with this team. There's no Louisville ain't a gimme with this team. None of these it, games are getting on, especially on the road. Like Louisville, right. that Louisville game scares me because I'm like, you know, if we sleepwalk through that one, that that could like forget about. We were talking about nit and saying yeah. if, if we could just get in, you lose to Louisville. Forget about that. Like what NIT? Like you, yeah, you, well, you probably yeah. won't even get into like the CBI or whatever oh, those no. other tournaments are. Like, forget about it. Like JB, JB, maybe you know what Jason in a, in a funny way that might force JB into retirement. He might say, I can't do anything more with this team. You know what I mean? Like we lose to Louisville, he might just say, Screw it. 
Yeah, well, if we lo- I'll tell you this. If we lose to Louisville, say we lose to BC and Louisville, we could go on like a 10-game losing streak, and I'm not even kidding. Because, I mean, it gets it gets hard. I mean, our schedule is rough after that. Yeah, yeah. After these, that, That's why the, the pick game, it sucks losing that one. Because I was saying, look, we got the Notre Dame game, right? We, we, we yeah. stayed with that. If you would have beat Pitt and you take care of BC and Louisville – you're, you're yep. off to a good 4-0, and then it all gets real, and then we'll see what happens after that. But now that, you know, you lost, we, we lost to Pitt, you know, we're 1-1, one and, one, and you're kind of like just starting from scratch again. You know what I'm saying? So, 100%. Yeah. Huge. That was a huge swing game, dude. We we could not. And, and dude, Dean, what the hell was that last play? Or not the last play, but the second to last possession. Why are we so frigging bad out of timeouts? Yeah, like, I don't I like don't did he I, say did he say Judah? No matter what, force the ball to Je- I mean, it's like we had no plan B or offshoot of the original play. Dude, these these um last um possessions, it, it makes no sense down the stretch. Like the only good one they did was the one Against Notre Dame, and that seemed like Judah kind of just did his own thing. I, I'm convinced. that's what I thought they were going to do. Convinced. I thought they're going to, I thought they're going to spread the floor, go four out, and just have him drive. Like, yeah, why wouldn't you do that? That's what your best. Yeah. He, he's your best player attacking, getting downhill. If they close on him, then you kick the ball, like, or you pass the ball. Like, that's a simple. That's a simple decision to me. But but they they should he should have called that the last play too like not the yeah. one to uh-huh. Benny but the last play Cause remember they doubled they yeah. doubled Judah so yep. it's like okay if they double him here goes I right, Joe who you know we all we all get on Joe but he knocked down he was hot down the stretch so all right they double on Judah if Joe comes off a, a screen or a curl or something boom hit him or right. one of the other guys like try to just get into the gap you know, and, and get that ball off and and, and and try if there's an open three, boom. If not, get a ball inside to Jesse or somebody and get it to overtime. Instead, it's like we just come down, he doubled, he jacks up a contested three. I'm like, what the hell is that? That could not have been drawn up. But it wouldn't no. surprise me if that was drawn up because JB, he has shown that he's great with the X's and O's in these tight situations. So I don't know what to think. Yeah, it's dude, it's it's so frustrating. That last like that 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 forced pass to Jesse is just, I mean, they had to know that's what they were going to and I think Jesse got double, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. The, they, the, no, no, what happened? No, what happened? He was covered, but the other defender, the help side defender, he telegraphed. It's like a safety, right? Like, right, yeah, yeah. Reading, he saw reading it, the play, read it. And he, and he yeah. saw, yeah, he read it, and he just came and cut it and got the the, the steal. Because so, Judah, Judah basically like telegraphed that whole play right, yeah, right he away. stopped yeah. and did the bounce pass. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was read off by the help side defender. So that that that's what happened there. But then we had other situations like remember the St. John's game, yeah. Where you know, he was like, oh, uh, you know, the play was supposed, even though Joe couldn't get an open look, he was saying the play was supposed to be for Joe. <clears throat> so instead, like, we get the ball to Jesse, and Joe couldn't get open. And then that- I guess they gave it to, like, I-, I forgot who got the ball. I don't know if it was, like, um Wasn't it, like, um, Samir shot, like, a fadeaway? Yeah, That's yeah, what- it was something, yeah. But JB said post game it was to go to Joe. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, Joe couldn't get an open look the whole game. Like, why is he even in the game? 
game plan. Like that made no sense. So yeah, wasn't that the I, game he was like two for fifteen or yeah, something? Yeah, he was. He oh. was bad. Yeah, that was when Joe couldn't buy a bucket. Remember, he went like a three game stretch where, like, I think that was like the first game that started it off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, the Bryant Pitt game and the St. John's game were were eminently winnable games had we finished, and we just we just can't finish a game. I like. We didn't stop like Bryant. We didn't stop the ball. We just let the guy drive for a damn layup. This, uh, you know, St. John's. We we couldn't even get a decent look. And in Pittsburgh, I mean, we had two chances and two awful possessions. I mean, it's just as a fan, it's just so frustrating to watch. But it is what it is, man. As long so, as the old man's running it, this is what <laughs> what this so, is what it's going to be. All right, so let me ask you this, Jason. So moving forward, the rest of the season, what's your what's your expectations with like eighteen games to go? into this uh ACC season um for me you know I, I, and the, the NCAA tournament's not happening I think we can all you know agree on that my my goal really with this team and this is with Mintz and and all the and most of most of the guys come back I don't I don't know if Chris Bell's going to come back but um I just want to see him you know continuously get better finish with an over 500 record and make the NIT now I'm not se- going to celebrate going to the NIT but hear me out it's a very young team. I think just having the extra experience of playing in some level of a tournament where if you lose, you go home will help us going forward. Um, so I just want to see that. And that in in itself is sad that that's where I'm at with this program. But, you know, I just want to see these young guys get better, see them get more experience, find an established rotation that we still haven't gotten that. Um, whether, you know, it's Taylor or Quadir. Uh, at the three, uh, whoever, and, and just you know, play eight, you know, eight or eight, eight or nine guys. I'd like to see him press more, just to get the guys going a little bit more. I think sitting in that zone with a young team, they can get very, very stagnant. And I think pressing, especially with the amount of you know athletes we have, would be a uh, you know something that they should incorporate into both halves of a game, not just when we're behind by twenty. Um, I'd like to see that, but going forward, man, I just want to see some positive progression from the young players. Judah continue to improve, uh, and, and, you know, Malik continue to get better. Uh, Jesse continue to do his thing and, and just improvement. I, I don't have super high expectations, but it'd be nice to go to a tournament. Even if it is just the NIT, I'd rather that than have nothing with the, with the, with a young team. If it was a veteran team, I wouldn't give a shit, but we've got so many young players, I just want to see him continue to get better and then, you know, hopefully play in some kind of tournament and just go from there and hopefully build next year. Yeah, so um, let me ask you this. Moving forward, um, what you would want to see, what kind of moves you want to see them make? Like if, all right, Judah comes back um, and we know with him and, and, and Copeland, you know, maybe that's the future at the backcourt. You could slide uh, Taylor at the two-guard spot. You know, the original – you know, we were talking about uh, this earlier, me and Vince, that Justin Taylor is kind of like a blown-up uh, wing where yeah. he, he's probably better suited at the two-guard spot where the Syracuse right. staff recruited him originally. So – you have that rotation with them. The wings is a question mark, and then obviously Benny's going to be, you know, a big loss. But what you want to see them do moving forward, like the wing, the, attack the wings and, and, and the big yeah. spot in the portal? Like, how do uh, yeah. you view that? Yeah. 100%. You got you to gotta portal forwards. Um, we got to get somebody in here uh, that's got experience, that's proven. 
Um, I do like Hema as a backup. I think I, he's been a pleasant surprise to me. Uh, he does have a problem jumping uh, all the time, but he's a really good shot blocker. So I like him as as like a backup uh, for spot minutes. But yeah, I, I think you've got a you've got a portal because uh, I don't know if Carey's going to be ready. He, I mean, I like a lot of things about Carey, but it's probably going to be a couple years for him. Um, so yeah, I think that I think that's the only answer because we have nothing in recruiting. Uh, and you know there's going to be guys that leave, and so I think that's the answer. And you know, I, I I don't I don't think we'll have a hard time getting guys to come here as far as forwards go. Uh, we just have to show interest. We have to you know push for those guys. So that's definitely where I'm. What I'm thinking. I like our guard situation. You know, as far as like like you mentioned. I mean, you move Taylor. Taylor can play two or three, and then you've got Quadir. And if Judah comes back. Um, yeah, I like, I like those guys. And then, you know, maybe Samir comes back. I don't, I don't know. I think, I think Joe's gone, hopefully. Um, no, no disrespect to him, but you know, I think it's time to move on from that. And, uh, yeah, but as far, as far as the issues, it's clear. I mean, the forwards, the wings on this team are definitely, you need somebody to, to kind of go with Malik. Cause I think Malik's going to be really, really solid. Um, but you need that, that, that that three that athletic three that can that can stretch the floor with the jumper but that can also get to the rim you know chris bell's basically a shooter that's it we need a guy that can get to the rim and also shoot the ball so yeah i'm i'm with you on i'm with vince on all that definitely got to get uh get in the portal and and jb is is not a fan of it so i don't know how that's going to work i'm so i'm dude dean i'm so worried about our recruiting dude it's the next couple years it's so bad i mean we we don't have anything. So, hey, J- hey Jason, let me tell you, th- isn't it kind of ridiculous that JB says, um, you know, with the portal, oh, we ain't getting to the portal this past year because, you know, it's it, money guys, right? Like, guys just want yeah. money. But people were, you know, hanging on to trying to get this recruit today because of money, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yes. it's like, what is it, right? Like it's one of the like what what are we doing? <laughs> it's kind of like the the way he bitches about how young his team is and everybody like he must have said Pittsburgh is is you know an older team and they're they've got veterans. He must have said that five or six times in his presser. And it's like, dude, we would have a veteran team if you actually went in the portal and got veteran players, but you don't. You would rather bring in your what it what did he say? That his greatest recruiting class of all time? Get the fuck out of here. Greatest recruiting class of all time. I, I mean, come on, man. Like I'm it's kidding. like two good players and four guys that'll be good in three years. I mean let's and then and then he had a veteran team last year. It's just unfortunately it was his most uh, unathletic team ever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because he did go into the portal last year, got his son and got um Cole. But like the rest of the team, you know what I mean? Like we were we're the equivalent of what the Patriot League and Ivy League. When Dude, I wish he would have. I wish he would have begged Cole to come back. Our team would be so much better if he was. Because then you've got that extra shooter with the size, and he Cole was tearing it up at the end of last year. He's finally like getting you know his rhythm and getting comfortable. And I think I, I don't know I I don't know if Cole really wanted to go, and or, or, I don't know what the story is behind that. I've heard yeah. that he wanted. 
did did, did I, Cole? I, 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 I'm not sure what really went down towards the end, but I can tell you this: when he came in, his plan was to be a one and done. Like he okay. he, he was planning to be out. Yeah. So I don't know if JB kind of looked at it like, okay, like the, the the kid came in, wanted to be one and done. He he got hot. This is probably his best opportunity to go pro because I'm not forcing him to come back. And if it doesn't work out, then they blame me and said, "Oh, you you know, I I I." Right. I, I, I I could have, you know, got on the NBA roster, but, you know, coach forced me to come back and this and that. Cause he did say that in that interview I saw with like Devendorf where he was like, JB was like, yo, you're, 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 you're on fire right now. So if you want to make the NBA, now it's time to go. So I wonder if consciously JB kind of looked at that and said, you know, the kid came in with the idea to be out right away. So I'm not, you know, I'm not putting myself in a position where, you know, if it doesn't work out, and then he blames me, him and his family blame me and say, right, you know, right. like, yeah. So it's kind of, you know, I, I kind of look at it like, you know, I, I don't really blame, you know, JB for that. You know, a lot, I know a lot of people are like, when they saw that interview, they're like, oh, JB forced him on this and that. Like, it, 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 was, it wasn't like that. Like, JB didn't say, get the hell out of here, this and that. He knew the kid. <laughs> he knew the kid had NBA on his mind and, you know, probably just said, you know what, this is probably you know your best shot and stuff because you know yeah. I, I mean you know i know jason you followed the nba they're not too many fifth year guys that you see getting drafted or whatever like when when it's your time it's your time you know what i'm saying yeah, so, yeah 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 and to be fair cole's actually outperformed what i thought he would actually do i mean he's he, i mean i don't know if he's still on the lakers roster but I mean, yeah. he he played well in the he played what he's played well when give when he's gotten out there. So I you know I can't hate on I can't hate on for that. So yeah, he's yeah he's still on the roster. I don't I I, I know he dealt with like a little bit of an injury. I don't know if he's still hurt, but you know I think that kind of set him back. Like he he dealt with I, I don't know the specifics of the injury, but he, he's dealt with a, a bit of an injury that kind of slowed him up. But the fact that he's on the NBA roster, you know, at least he he did better than most expect guy. I didn't even think I thought he was probably gonna just be in the G League and stuff like that and had to work his way up. So when he got right. a two way contract and all that, I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe, you know, he can find himself in a similar situation like O'Shea, you know what I mean? Because like a lot of us thought when O'Shea went pro, I was like, you know, what is he doing? You know what I'm saying? Right, right, but, right. You know, it, it kind of worked out for, you know, O'Shea and some of these other guys. So yeah. Man, and um, one other one other thing I wanted to mention: How nice would it have been if Quincy Garrihay would have stayed at Syracuse? He's such a better fit for us than he was in Oregon. I mean, like he has not gotten any. Like all he does is shoot threes, dude. Like he's got I, he's got no chance in the NBA now. Like yeah. I thought he had a shot when nah, he was with us. Nah, nah, Jason. You know what the problem? What JB didn't want him shooting threes. That was a problem. Right. Yeah, so he he got what he wanted, but I don't know if the because when I saw his numbers, I don't think his numbers is all that great. Even though he's getting no. shots he want, yeah, no. it's not great. But the problem, yeah, the problem, like he and JB, like we, we you know how it go, you know how it goes with certain guys. Like when you fall out of favor, JB, it's kind of like you know the writing's on the wall, and plus like we were bringing in. You know, uh, what was it, Jimmy? You know, Jimmy Junior was coming oh, in, yeah, and, 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 and stuff. So yeah, he, yeah, he, he, yeah, he had to, yeah, he had to go. But yeah, um, you know, I do wish, like, I, I liked him as a player when he was at Syracuse. You know, um, I think in a different scenario, maybe you know things would have worked out. But you know, unfortunately, you know things kind of went south. You know, him and, and Griffin. Cause I thought Griffin was kind of like misplaced at the wings. Like I thought 
if he played at the guard position up top, he would have been a much better player for us. Because remember, he was only like, what, 6'5", and he wasn't like super long or anything like that, but he was athletic, and he could shoot. Oh, yeah. But, you know, yeah. once JB, conf- J- yeah. JB mismanaged the hell out of that team. He screwed up with Kadari. He screwed – I mean, he he completely that, – that, that team was so – like, the potential for that team was so high, and it, it was mitigated because we had to play Joe – and you know he was screwing. I just feel like that was a that was a team that really could have gone further, and it went far. I think it went to the Sweet Sixteen, but I just felt like he, he screwed. He just screwed around too. Like and he didn't give Jesse didn't get any minutes. Kadari didn't get. Any, it's just I just thought he and 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 Griff just got like thrown to the wayside. Although to be fair, like he wasn't playing that great. Um, but yeah, I mean it was just such a mismanaged team. And that was really our last, and it wasn't even a great, like, during the regular season, it was, like, not even a great team because we just couldn't, we just couldn't put put it together. But once we got into the tournament, we did, but it was still, it was basically just Buddy Beheim, And it's like, there were so many other good players on that team, and it was just mismanaged. So, I don't know, man. We're we're where I thought we would be in a ditch, and until JB's gone, we're going to be in it, so... I guess I might as well just get used to like you know talking about the NIT and having zero having zero committed recruits for two years. The next two nah, years, but I, I I do I'll say this to get your hopes up, Jason. I do think if we get this core back next season, I think we could be good. I'm not saying Final Four or championship or anything crazy like that, but I do think with some seasoning and development with some of these guys, and that's the key thing getting the core to come back for next season. I don't want to see yeah, like well, four guys hop into the portal because they got that's what I'm scared of and stuff like that or NID NIL deals and they come to fruition. I don't want to see that. You know what I mean? That like, that's I, what I'm afraid of, Dean. <laughs> I'm afraid of these guys just all leaving. Yeah. Like especially the guys that he shits on at every press conference. Like can we stop he's never going to stop it, but it's just so like you can say that to him behind closed doors, but don't say it to the media. Like every you know, you know going through Chris Bell, we all know he doesn't rebound. Like he's going to I mean, he's going to there, there's no way. He, I think he might leave during the season. He's probably just going to be like fuck this and just leave and then like Benny's probably going to leave and uh if it wasn't for Beheim, we would have had uh, we would have had fifty losing seasons in a row. The Beheim's the only reason anyone can even point out Syracuse, New York on a map. <laughs> uh, Jason, I'll let you have y'all two go at it. This is great entertainment. Jason, you're rebuttal. This is battle rap right now. Wait a minute. What what did he say in here? I said be careful what you wish for. If it wasn't for Jim Beheim, we would have been had the last fifty decades of uh, being complete nothing. When Beheim is gone, we're just going to have to deal with the coach for two years here, three years there. There will never be another Jim Beheim. I don't disagree with that. But I I also would tell you that this program slipped the last, what, eight years has just been a downward trend. There's a reason why there's not 80-year-old coaches in this in college basketball because you can't you can't recruit with 80-year-old coaches. And when you can't recruit, you can't get talent. When you can't get talent, you can't compete. And when you're in the ACC and you can't get talent and you can't compete, you're not going to win. So that's the bottom line. He needs to retire. He should have retired. We're going to keep having bad seasons until he retires. That's it. We're not going to compete in this in, in the ACC for titles, NCAA titles. We'll be we'll be lucky to be on the on the bubble every year. 
we're not even close to a bubble right now. So, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I respect Jim Beheim, and you're right. He built this shit. But, it, you know, every everybody's time comes. His time has come. It's time to go. Toast, toast was your rebuttal to that because I think like what Jason is saying, Jason always, and I'll say this because I I know Jason for a bit, he's always respected Jim Beheim. You know what I mean? Like, let's not get it twisted. We all know the legacy, the Hall of Famer, the legend he is. Jason is just talking about what's going on over the past few years, currently, and what the future might be. So he's not talking about, you know, the 80s, 90s, the 2000s the early right. 2010s. He's just talking about where things are at right now and what it has been the last few years and what it could be moving forward. So, 100%. Right. It is hard to argue. In, in all sincerity, you know, I like to come in here and do a little shtick and defend JB. It's kind of just to get a rise out of Dean Francis. In sincerity, it is hard to argue with anything Jason just said. Uh, for me, I kind of see the other side a little bit. I've been a fan since the early 1980s. Jim Beheim has brought me a ton of uh, great, great, great fan moments. And I just know that, like Dean, you said, for being a Jets fan, it's just we go from head coach to head coach to head coach to head coach, and none of them do anything. And it's just there is a little bit of be careful what you wish for. I mean, Beheim is a basketball savant. I know he is 80 and uh, not as sharp as he once was maybe, but I just find I, – I don't care who we hire next day. I bet it is a downgrade, and we're all going to be wishing for uh, – We'll, we'll be pining for the days of Beheim. But, 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 in so, a few years, we're going to so, be looking back and wishing we should have just kept 85-year-old Beheim. He's better than what this guy has. That's going to be – that's what we're, we're going to be looking for in the near future. I mean, come on. Come on. It can't be that – I mean, Jason, come on. Like, nah, we're going to be pining for an 85-year-old Beheim if it doesn't no. work out say hi. You know? Nah, man. <laughs> like, nah, listen. Uh, if we I'll be very happy. Yeah, it's – it's it's about recruiting at this point, and he doesn't recruit. Like it's just that, and 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 I don't. Bl- he's a hundred years old. I don't blame him. But like, my thing is, you can't, you just can't fear that he's got to retire. He, he's never. He, what are you going to have? Jim Beheim's earn coaching in twenty years? Like, <laughs> like you 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 have to retire at some point. No, and, and I want like, to be like weekend at Bernie's where we have Jim Beheim's corpse on the bench being propped up. I mean. Uh, I mean, that might be in his will. Who knows? I mean, we might be getting that. You don't know. But um, I'm just at the point where I've seen enough. Like, how much worse can we be? We're, we're not making the tournament. We're, we're losing at home and getting our ass kicked by Colgate multiple years in a row. Like, it, it is what it is. If we bring in another coach and he doesn't make the tournament, is that really any worse? It's the same thing. So, this is not, like, that's what you were saying when we hired Greg Robinson. You were uh, applauding, oh, he won a Super Bowl with the Broncos. We, yeah, it's a great hire. I didn't want Greg Robinson. Uh, no, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just seeing, I agree, I do agree in all seriousness with what you're saying. Uh, I can't, you can't argue with it. And I do, and listen, dude, I, you're uh, Beheim's a fucking legend. Like he, you're right. There won't be another Jim Beheim. I'm not arguing that at all. The dude built this shit. He is the reason Syracuse is a name brand. So I'm not arguing that at all. I love the guy. He brought us a national championship, five final fours. You know, Keith Smart doesn't make that fucking shot. We have two national championships. I mean, he's a legend. I love him. But like I said, 
all good things come to an end and and everybody's time runs out and and that's where I'm at with him like I just feel like he's he's ruining what he's like every year that he hangs on it's like ruining what he's done and so that's kind of where I'm at it's not it's not that I don't love the man and don't respect what he's done he's one of the to me one of the three best college basketball coaches of all time but there's a reason again that you don't see guys coach until they're 80 because the game is about like young people recruiting, staying connected, and he doesn't do really any of that. So, and and if you can't recruit nowadays, you just can't win. I mean, we you know that. I mean, he yeah. used to murder look, people recruiting. Look, Jason, I uh, you know, before you hopped on, me and Toast was talking, and Toast was saying with NIL, does it matter that guys you know go out and recruit? And I told him. It matters when, 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 when um Calipari is still out there in those gyms, when Shia yep. with the Duke polo shirt and his whole staff is out there in those gyms. Your ass need to be out there if you want to get those players. If you don't want to recruit those players, then fine. You know you can sit your ass home in the freezing cold in three one five. But if you want to get these guys that Weissman is talking about, oh I'm gonna pay a million dollars for and all this shit. Your ass need to be out there when Calipari and all of them is out there. You know what I mean? Like, we're saying, look, Jason, you keep hearing we're New York's team, right? This is the shit we used to say in our heyday, right? We're New York's team, right? You got Ian Jackson, top five recruit, the highest ranked recruit in years. And Syracuse coaches have not been in there in months to see this player. Right. Haven't been there in months. How would your New York's team, I'm not talking about going to Jersey, not talking about going to Connecticut, not talking about going to Philly, not even talking about going to Maryland or D.C. or all those spots. Right, I'm talking right. about going down to Cardinal Hayes in the Bronx, and we have no presence. There's a game a few weeks ago with Carmelo's son at Christ the King in Queens against yes. Ian Jackson and Elijah Moore, who we're recruiting as well. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there's nobody from Syracuse at that game. Yep. That's Nobody. that's my you, you you just made my point, Dean. Like when Bayheim was Bayheim, he was at all that shit. It didn't matter if it was in the hood, it didn't matter where it was, he was there. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't do that anymore because he's 170,000 yeah. years old. Yeah, and we can't you can't blame him for that. You know what I mean? It's like he's right. a, he's a thousand like I used to be, you know, complaining or whatever, and then I said, Look, this dude is like a hundred years old, so I can't blame him for not wanting to hop on all these planes and fly from this coast to that coast. But then again, that's your job. That's a job. That's your job, right? That's your job. That's your job, man. Look, Jason, how it look like when we go to our jobs and we tell our bosses, you know, I don't feel like coming. (laughs) I'm not doing any work. (laughs) I'm going to get my assistant. I'm going to get my assistant to come into work for me. (laughs) Like, I can't. Bro, I can't tell my boss that. Like, I'll be without a job. Like, oh, I don't feel... I'm going to just send my co-worker to handle, you know, my business for me and stuff like that. I'm just going to chill out for, you know, the next week or two. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, dude, like, come on, bro. even if he didn't even recruit anything any anything in the midway, just stick to, like, Philly, New York, New Jersey, DMV. You know, if he would just do that, we would be okay, but he doesn't even do that, man. Like yeah, Jersey, but, but, that, 
but but Jason, didn't I outline? Remember when everybody was hyped up about the Weitzman situation when he first said, "I'm paying these dudes millions, right? Like I'm laying right. down a million dollars," and right. I said, "It's not gonna make a difference unless our coaches do their job." Because guess right. what? If we're competing for the caliber of recruits he's talking about, he's talking about top ten recruits and all that shit. Right. Who we're competing against? We're competing against Kentucky. You yep. think Kentucky don't have multiple bag men? You think we just seen with North Carolina? You don't think they have multiple bag men? A hundred percent. You know you deal with a uh, UCLA, LA. You deal with that LA market. You don't think they have multiple bag men and all that? So like, come on. If our coaches are not doing their jobs, it doesn't matter. So 100%. we can say the only the only thing that whole situation benefit is Weissman himself because he gets a shit ton of uh, 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 publicity. Yep. So, You're right. You know, and we just saw a prime example of that go down today with this Elliot Cadeau situation. So hopefully, moving forward, as I said earlier, it's a learning lesson and we'll see if he's for real or he's just about I'm going to just throw these numbers out and the blame game starts going around, right? Where he says... Right. You know what? I put out this offer, even though we see that it's not like anything game changing. But he can say, "Look, I'm doing something. I'm putting something out." But the coaches aren't doing their job. You know what <laughs> I mean? So, like, right, that, right, that, right. that's why I'm curious to see how it plays out. Do they come together as a team, as a cohesive unit, and try to work? You know, flip this nil game to their advantage, or it's just like the coaches do their thing on one end. Weitzman does his thing on another end, and then there's just like a blame game if things don't work out. Like that's what I'm curious to see how it moves forward. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a great point because you never know how Jay. I don't. I, I, I don't know how JB feels about any of this. I, I'm sure he's not happy. It's public, um, especially considering all the BS we've been through with the NCAA. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a great point, Dean. I, that that's something to definitely keep an eye on for sure. Yeah. So I uh Jason, I see I see my guy Patrick. He just hopped on. I know he got a lot of stuff to say. So I'm gonna <laughs> get him on. So I mean Jason, I just, you know, uh, you know, if you wanna hop in, you know, love you to stick around and stuff like that. I get Pat Absolutely. on, you know. So let me see what that, Pat gotta say. So Pat, all right. you know Thanks, Dean. Um, yeah, yeah, no problem, Jason. Um, you know, uh if if, if I don't get in touch with you, if you don't have back on, just you know, happy new year, happy holidays to you and your family and all that good stuff. Thanks for coming on. You too, brother. Thank you. All right. Yeah, Pat. So I'm uh, you know, have you as the last guy, unless somebody else wants to hop on. I'm uh, I'm uh close things out with you because we've been on for a minute. A lot been said. Pat Hey, what's up, man? Before you get on, you know, as I've been saying to everybody else, you know, just, you know, happy, happy holidays. Hope you had a good Christmas. Happy New Year's coming up to you and your family and all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I got an early Christmas present from Jim Beheim. He he had to bring me up on the local radio yet again, you know. It's kind of funny how that Oh, works. boy. Oh, man. What, what, what happened now? I, what happened now? I can't even remember. He, uh... Oh, because he had a, that daily spot on uh, Orange Nation on Thursdays, and I called before him. And, um, God, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was about. I thought I went easy on him. And uh, he kind of came back at me saying, I'm trying to remember what it was about. Oh, about kind of what we've been talking about for months, Dean, about the recruiting. And, um, oh, about the plan. 
you know, that, and, and I, I said, if I said, if I was a parent of a 16 year old male, you know, looking to go to SU, I'd want to know who the coach is going to be. So I didn't even say me myself, you know, cause he, he came back and said, it's none of my business, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he just, he just looked so stupid and so dinosaur. It was crazy. I mean, he just literally, he, he wasn't showing any listening comprehension skills whatsoever, but you know, I got free real estate with him. So it's, it is what it is. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, you know, besides, you know, with, with JB, you know, you guys going, y'all, y'all back and forth with y'all beef. What's your take on everything that's been happening? Like, cause we, you know, today's, um, you know, the, the chat been a lot of, you know, what, what went down with the, the, the condol situation and, you know, Weitzman kind of being, you know, his whole thing not working out so far with all this NIL stuff and the team moving forward. Like, what, what what's your take on, you know, going into the new year? With everything surrounding the ball program. Yeah, so for for me, after last year, I was looking forward, as you know, preseason. I thought this was a tournament team, and obviously it's not. Um, so moving forward, just at this point in time, J- JB, we're, we're just moving backwards until we can move forward. I mean, I was looking at the last seven or eight top, 80, 90 recruits, and a lot of them have flamed out. I mean, it's a little bit too early to say that about Benny, but you look at some of these guys, um, you know, going back to even Ron Patterson, who I believe he was like a top 80, wasn't he? Maybe he wasn't, but, but you know, Bryson Godine was. I mean, just go Matthew Moyer, Caleb Joseph. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on, you know, over the last, I don't know, eight, 10 years and the swings and misses since Tyler Ennis. You know, uh, it's just I, I'm starting to not even question just the X's and O's, okay? Because you want to talk X's and O's for a minute. Those last two set plays um, in the Pittsburgh game were both horrendous. I mean, they were just awful, horrendous, uh, horrendous plays. Because first and foremost, Jesse he hadn't had a lot of success against Pitt the entire game, and secondly, we haven't had a point guard who can feed the post. So to run that set just shows that. I, I don't I don't I don't trust JB. I don't care what anybody says. I'm entitled to my opinion. I don't trust them. I I think the game's passed them by. I think there's too many guys. I mean, I'll, I'll go back to 2000. Let's see. 2000 when we played Marquette. Okay, I used to work at the hotel that all the opposing teams uh, came came into, and I'll tell you right now. Um, you know, Buzz and his boys from Marquette came in, and I, I could hear everything they were saying in their banquet room, every single word. And they were saying, like, he was trashing Bayheim and trashing Calhoun, saying they don't respect us, they don't respect me, blah, blah, blah. Here's their first set play out of the uh, – out of the. Um, here's their first set play. And literally, as I'm watching the game unfold at the Dome, you could see that they were calling out exactly – like, basically, let, let's, let, let's, let's, let's just cut – to the long and short of it. I've seen both sides from the inside of how we scout and, and what our scout meetings look like. Um, when, when I worked at the hotel that the home team Syracuse craftsman in when and, and, and those, those, those guys were more interested in chicken wings, chicken tenders, and leaving the scouting report in the banquet room than doing their homework. And that's, that's JB. JB was the last dude in the meeting room and the first one to go. 
every single time. And that was when Devendorf was whatever position he was. Uh, McNamara was there. That was before Griffin. Um, you know, it's just the same old, same old. Um, you got you got the same, you know, ancient guy doing the video. I mean, this 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 program's just so stale, and, and it just really pains me. You know, I don't live in Florida like like you, Dean. I, I look forward to Syracuse basketball every year, and every year it's just more and more disappointing to the point where I'm not even following other teams. I mean, normally I know the seventh man on the ninth best team in our conference, and, and you know what? I could care less. I mean, it's just bad. It's just bad. And then to compound that, you know, you got a lot of strong fan base, and we we, we need to unite and you know raise raise the bar back up because JB keeps dropping it lower and lower and lower, and he's got a bunch of he surrounds himself with people who will not challenge him. Now, in my leadership skills in the in the industry I'm in, I surround myself with people who are going to challenge me, who are going to question my thoughts, who are going to we're, we're we're going to have conflict resolution. And we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna keep pushing forward. That does not happen at Syracuse University with this basketball team, and it's 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 so upsetting. I, I was talking to um, some guys in in the chat on the last post game uh, with Devendorf, and and they're like, "Man, Pat's just felt this pain for far too long." And 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 you know what? That that dude doesn't know me from anybody else, and and, and he's right. So I think from that point forward, Dean, I've told you before. I've told my boy Joe before. It's very hard for me to check out. But I'm checked out. I I, I, I really am. Um, I I think this is a young team on on one regard, and you know I do like this class. But on another regard, when when you look at any of the analytics, he 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 clearly hasn't learned his mistakes. Going back to the Andrew White year, okay, he had Andrew White. He had that dude at the shooting guard, and Andrew White. And I met Andrew White. I met his whole family. He's one of my favorite players of all time. He was a nice guy. He, you, you name it. He also stayed at my hotel. I met his mom. I, I, I met him. I had lunch with him, you know, the, the, the whole night. But he, he's not a two-guard. You know, and these are the types of moves that he makes that is just pre-calculated, you know. And he's doing the same thing now. I don't know what – I mean, what, what is your take on, on, on Bell? I mean, did, do you think he promised him a starting job? I don't. I don't get it, cause Bell. It's no secret. A lot of you guys might know. Yeah, I listen to pods, these spaces. Even my reports about him coming out of high school, I was just not a fan. Right. And the fact that, you know, uh, JB, pretty much, you know, has him in the starting line. Even though he says himself, right, a guy like that that does not grab rebounds in multiple games at the wing position should not be playing at Syracuse and he still has him out there as a starter. I don't, I, I don't understand it. And, you know, I, I try to say he's, cause I never want to make it personal with, you know, a player or whatever like that. Cause I don't, I don't know the kid and by all accounts, he's, you know, a decent dude. So I, I, I try to, you know, not go too overboard, but it's like enough is enough, especially with these slow starts. And it came back to bite them in the ass, and I knew it was going to happen at some point. I was praying that it wouldn't be; it would have been pit. Right. But it happened to be that case because, you know, these slow starts against Georgetown and Monmouth and Cornell. I'm like, no, this is not good. At some point, they're going to play a good team. I thought it was going to be after you know the 
what was it, the Louisville game when, you know, that ACC schedule gets real? Like, after that, when we start playing, like, UVA and Miami and North Carolina, I was like, okay, maybe they can half-ass their way to, you know, win all these games and beat the BCs and the Pitts and, uh, you know, um, Louisville's, and, and, and then they'll start learning their lesson. But the Pitt game should be should have been the lesson right there, right? Where what, JB what? says, okay. You know what? I gotta make a change. But so far, I mean, I I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe they have something worked up. We'll see against BC. But I don't know. I I would not be starting Chris Bell. Like he would not be if I was coaching the team. He would not be in the rotation right now for me for for a team I'm coaching. There's other guys. I'm I'm, yep. I'm putting Brown out there. I'm putting Taylor out there. And I'm, I'm putting, putting Copeland. Copeland I'm out putting there. Copeland out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 making I'm, I'm 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 making a lesson I'm 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 making a lesson out of a bell like if you're not gonna rebound you're not gonna hustle you're not gonna play with a motor like sure for every um transition shot block because that's what you know people are like oh yeah he he looks at like all right like anybody can do you know a, a weak side shot block in transition when the opponent doesn't see it coming you know what I mean but for sure show me show me something when we're in the half court. And we need to get a stop, right? Like, I'm tired of giving up corner threes. I'm tired of seeing the guy play, you know, 20, 30 minutes and can't even grab one damn rebound. Like, that's ridiculous. That's yeah. ridiculous, man. Now, I, I missed kind of the – I mean, you had told me the other day that he, he wasn't coming here. But um, when I jumped on, you were saying um, that JB can't be happy about um, just – what Weitzman's releasing or, or what, what were you saying that he, what, what, what is he not happy with? Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, I, I, you know, the rule and we know it's kind of bullshit because like, you know, you know, everybody has like their bag men, you know, helping out with NIL and the recruiting stuff. But when it comes to the rules, the NCAA says a booster for a school can't actively recruit the player. Mm-hmm. So how you think it goes about with Syracuse having their issues with the NCAA that Weissman is out there saying, I offer this kid this deal for this amount of money and all kind of stuff. Like, if you're going to do that, at least keep it quiet, keep it on the low, keep it behind the scenes and stuff like that. The fact that he's going out there saying, this is my offer, boom, boom, oh, boom. Wow. When JB is not even recruiting the kid, like JB, like he he left that to Red and the other guys to recruit the kid. Shocker, right? That's, you know what I'm that's, saying? That's so shocking. It's it's, it's, it, 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 it's there's like a disconnect. You know what I mean? Like he 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 said in the article himself that he was gonna talk to the kid's mother, not that oh I'm gonna talk like me and you know Bayham and Archery, we're all gonna talk to the kid's mother. He said I'm going to. You know, talk to the kid's mother. So he's putting it out there like he's recruiting the kid himself. You know what I mean? So how you think Jay, Jim Beheim is gonna like that? Because it's gonna it's gonna make the impression that you know this guy is going out there putting in all the work more so than him and his staff. So I'm pretty wow. sure Jim Beheim can't be too happy about how Weissman's going about things and stuff. There's, there there seems to be a disconnect. With um, you know what's going on with you know this whole nil stuff or how what Weissman's going about it, you know I don't, I, I I'm kind of, you know I'm, I'm leaving it up to him to prove me wrong over time, but I think he's kind of like in it to, 
you know, promote himself and, you know, get his businesses or whatever he's trying to do, you know, more notoriety and everything like that. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's, um, you don't see anybody else outside. You know, I told people earlier, you know, the Ruiz guy, John Ruiz from Miami, he's the only one, you know, that you see, um, being out there in the public. Like Alabama with their football program, they're not out there with their people like that. Um, you know, all these Ohio State with their football program, we're talking about basketball, you know, Duke. Duke isn't out there with their people with NIL doing all this shit, having somebody that's so vocal and everything like that. Everybody's like trying to tiptoe the lines and play by the rules as they can. You know what I mean? Even though we know boosters are involved, but they're keeping it behind the scenes and keeping it on the low. But this guy seems to love the attention and want to put out there, you know, whatever deals he's offering. But then you look at the deal he's offering, he's talking about a three-year deal for a five-star recruit who says, I want to be a one-and-done. So you, you, you're you better off not even making a deal if that's your best offer. Right, because you're not fitting. Right? Yeah, you're not fitting what. Yeah. So, you know, what I was saying, because I know you hopped on late, what me and the, the guys were talking about before, how he can help moving forward is allocating those resources to a guy like, say, like Judah, right? Like if Judah's going through the NBA process, Unless he gets an offer to the NBA for a top 10 pick, like a lottery pick, per se, or a top 20 pick or something like that, he can say, you know what, you can come back your sophomore year and we'll offer you something that equals amount equals to the amount that you would get as a second-round pick, right? Or, you know, the football sense where, you know, there's a guy in the portal and stuff like that you know, we, we know like Syracuse football is going to be, you know, top top notch programs like SEC schools and Ohio State and Michigan and programs like that for top recruits. But you can get a guy out of the portal, one of the top guys out of the portal, if you you offer him, you know, a a a good deal and stuff like that. So that's what me and the the fellas were, were agreeing on that he can use those resources to. Instead of just like throwing out like you know top ten recruits and stuff that we know we're not gonna get, so you know I, I don't know if that's something you you agree with that that, that oh hundred percent yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think I would really like to know if his contract J, JB's because look JB still knows basketball I'm not saying that I'm talking about JB and his personality, um. And just the older he gets, I see the same thing with my dad. You know, the older he gets, the less of a filter he has. The the the, the older you get, unfortunately, most times, most people, um, they 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 want to be right. They don't want to get it right. Right? You know, when you're young, um, you're gonna make your mistakes. You're not gonna have the wisdom, in my view. But you're but you want to get it right. I mean, that's how I am. I I don't want to be right. I want to get it right. And and JB, man, I mean, you look at. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I, I'm at a loss, man, because between this town and, you know, the JB loyalists that just to, to defend him to know. And I mean, look, Drow's my boy. You know, he's been my boy for 25 years and I can even see him turning the corner on JB and just like it's this we're 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 in we're in purgatory, man. We we really, really are. Um, I don't know if we're going to try to hit the portal. Um, I don't even think it matters, honestly, because, you know, just our whole philosophy with the zone. I mean, look, 
if you want to play zone nowadays with the way people shoot, you got to have guys like Wes Johnson, you know, coming from the weak side. You got to have elite athletes. And the elite athletes, you know, it's they're not coming here. It's just not good, man. It's it yes. is it is depressing, you know. I what, I, what, I what 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 Pastor? I think um one thing I think you would like is uh, a lot you know some of the other guys like my man Jason that's still around, you know a lot we we agreed that if they're gonna make a move you know with the next coach we agreed on Hop and I know you're a big Hop guy yeah I'm big so we were hop. like look you know if you you know if we're gonna go you know uh outside of the current assistance. You might as well bring Hop back. You know what I'm saying, and just have him kill it with recruiting. Because nah, but- if Hop comes back, we don't we don't have to worry about no white men making offers and all that. Like we know Hop has the connections. And and so, you know it's yeah. it's it's funny you bring up Hop because this morning, um, my family and I we went to Marshalls um, just as they opened, and I'm 95 percent sure when I walked out of Marshalls, Hopkins' wife walked into Marshall's. So I just thought about it, you know, cause she's got family here. We all know that. Um, she probably came, I would assume she came back for Christmas and I'm just thinking, man, this town would, it would just be such a different feel. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm 90% sure it was her. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but, um, you know, um, I know her pretty well. Um, she was kind of walking fast and we were walking fast and then I kind of, it took me a minute to process it, but, um, it's just interesting, you know, I, there, there, there's always a chance that Hop will come back, you know, and I would definitely, yeah. cause I don't trust red as far as I can throw him. <laughs> and, um, and Jerry, he'd have to go somewhere else. You know, you, you look at guys like Paulus and, you know, some of these other guys that have, you know, they, they got to take their lumps. You know, he, I just, I don't want a coach that hasn't coached and people can say yeah. it's worked at other places, but it'll be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, in terms of this season, I mean, I've never seen our net so bad. Um, I thought Pitt was a little better than I thought, but weren't they missing a player too? I, I, I want to say, is it Bagley or what's that guy's name or Quigley yeah. or one of the, yeah, one yeah, of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they big man that gave us some trouble last year. He's been dealing with a knee injury and they say right. there's like some personal issues or something yeah. going on with him. So who knows? But you know, Dr. Johnson, who the fan base had, uh, you know, was all ecstatic about years ago when he was like a top five recruit. I saw a report today that I guess he's like gonna redshirt there this season. Like he's back on the team because I guess his uh, criminal case or whatever he got caught up in, you know, got settled or whatnot. So they they're saying he's gonna redshirt. But no way, no way on earth though, Pat. We should be down twenty points at home against that pit team. I don't care how improved they are. Like we we should not be down twenty points against them. Like that's 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 a disgrace. Yep, and they 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 had an analytics guy on uh, Orange Nation, and you know he spelled it out. And then uh, JB had his show on Thursday, and you know he doesn't answer a lot of questions on the air, but on the chat, people can type in stuff and he'll answer it. And like the host read it, and he just kind of shrugged it off. You know, he said the the host read it as, "What did you feel about the analytics guy on Orange Nation?" Did did you hear it? And what is your take? And he goes, well, I didn't hear it, but it probably said, you know, Malik Brown should be playing more in Taylor. And he goes, but you got to remember Taylor had one really good game. So, he, you know, he'll, he'll just spin the narrative however he wants to, to fit, you know, 
his uh, square peg in a round hole. And it's, it's, it's painful. I mean, I would rather be wrong. You know, I would rather eat crow like I did with buddy and I'm okay with that because I was, I love that sweet 16 run. I mean, I was having more fun than anybody. I, I did not care that I was wrong. I'd rather be wrong and be happy that we're doing good when buddy was shooting 19% and I <laughs> called his ass out and you know, that didn't sit too well with JB. Um, but fact stats are stats. All I did was state the stats, nothing more, zero more. So yeah. I don't think you're going to have any more run-ins with me and JB because I'm just, I'm just spent, man. Like I, I I'm, I'm, I'm like, it's not even psychologically healthy for me to get all upset about yeah. this team. And I mean, where, 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 where are you at from a, you know, from an attention span and how you're following and what just, just, just how you're going to handle this season. Cause we're not making a tournament. Yeah. I'm, I'm more about the development. You know, just to see how they uh, gel together moving forward. Because JB, you know, I'm sure, you know, you watch all the games. So JB still doesn't have a handle of how he wants to go about the rotation. I think he's taking it game by game, which, I, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to complain about. Because I do think, you know, there's certain games where, you know, a guy like JBA could help. You know, as we saw in the, uh, the Notre Dame game, I mean, I don't love when he's playing like 20, 25 minutes over, you know, a Malik Brown or somebody like that. But there are certain games he can help. And then, you know, uh, we've seen with Malik Brown what he can do and Copeland and Taylor. So I'm, I'm all about the development of the guys moving forward. My My concern is just can we bring this core back for another season when it's all said and done, right? Like, I don't want to see... Like a couple of years ago, five or six of these guys jump into the portal. Like that's, you know what I mean? Like that's, it's 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 not gonna make any sense, um, moving forward if that's the case. So, you know, I'm 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 more about the the development and how this team gelled together and moving forward to next season and taking it from there. That's that's my outlook. I just want well, I just want to see progression throughout the season. Well, normally at this time, when we're having a season like this, you know, I start looking at the recruits coming in next year. But oh, wait, we don't have any. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Pat, you tell Pat, you telling me you don't have any faith in Adam Weitzman buying guys like Ted DiBiase? Like, wasn't <laughs> that supposed to be a plan? He was gonna pull a Ted DiBiase and just buy everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't get it. I, I just, I don't get. Even, you know, that aside, and obviously we're, we're a little bit behind the times and, uh, you know, with some of the younger programs and the younger cultures on the NIL and, you know, this day and age, you know, with it's, it's just, look, this is going to be, and I actually feel bad for JB, like to go out like this and it ain't going to get better. I mean, you, I mean, gun to your head. He's coaching next year, I, I, I would think, unless his contract is up this year, which I don't think it is. No, I think it's at the end of next year, isn't I, it? Yeah, yeah. I heard, I heard from a source close to you know the program that it's it's next year, it's this year and next year. So right. unless 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 they tweaked it or whatever, who knows? Because remember, you know, it's a private school, so they can do whatever the hell they want, and it's not gonna be public. So, but I heard when when he made the whole ironclad thing, I don't know if that was because of you or like whenever. <laughs> He made that. I don't know if you provoked them to say that. I was told it it was like two years. It was this season and the following season that he had left. But, right. You know who who knows what the hell it is right now. So yeah. 
It's, you know, I, I you, you go back the last four or five years. I mean, we, we were breaking down games and matchups and I, I don't see you doing that. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. see me doing that anymore. You know, it's just not, I don't know. I mean, and you, you look at the attendance, you know, they were using COVID as an excuse, you know, for the last few years and rightfully so to some degree, a um, little bit less last year for sure. Um, but, you know, the attendance is what, I mean, you just look at it, it, it and it's not going to get better. And it's, it, it, it is a sad state. You know, um, I would love to get a take from uh, DC and see what his feeling is. Um, um, Pat, he hasn't been on lately because I remember last year, and I'm pretty sure you remember this interview. It was, it, it took place. I know, forget it. It took place when we were like blowing out Florida State in the ACC tournament. And he did, I don't know if it was live on the radio or he just did it with one of the online guys. He did it with the online, online guys. Online yeah. guys, yeah. And remember, he was on, I think it was like 15, it was like a 15 minute interview. And for like the first, 13 minutes, it was, like, everything rosy, everything all good. And then, like, the last two minutes, it all went left when he just started going crazy, where he was like, I don't like the recruiting. I don't like the style of play. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. He was just going off. I was like, oh, shoot. Like, yeah, Jimmy ain't going to like this. I mean, that's why he's that. not on the local. That's why he's not on the station. Oh, that's why. Okay, okay. Because you remember that, Pat. You saw that, right, Pat? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah and yeah, then, yeah, you know, yeah. Every, yeah. <laughs> same thing with Eton. Eton was, had a weekly spot last year. That's gone. You know, it, it, he he just runs this town. It's just there's no way around it. It is wow, what it so, is. Damn, like even with the legends, huh? Like even if they say anything, it's it's it's, it's it, it get down like that, huh? Like he 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 can like just brush them off and nobody gets these guys on because you would think like DC is royalty, man. Like even if he said like that, it should that should not be the case. That should not be the case. That, yeah, no, and- yeah. And you know, Devendorf has to bite his tongue a lot of times when when I when I poke him on the post game to, but he always catches himself. But you can hear it in the back of his you know the back of his throat, and he just never gets it gets it out. Because yeah. I, I I called it out on the last post game. I said you know, I said you talk to any source inside or outside the program, and JB is not he is not putting the efforts in on the recruiting side. And, you know, Devendorf kind of says, well, you know, you got red and you got GMAC and this and that. And it just goes back to what, what, what you said. These other programs are sending the head coach to close the deal, you know. Yep. And it's been that way. So it is what it is, man. Um, I just think we're going to be right around 500 now. And I, I just can't believe it. I just can't believe you know, you got Connecticut in the top five, and we can't even sniff the top 100 right now. You know, it and it, pay, it pays me with the UConn situation, but what I give them credit for is that they went, and this is a, a blueprint that Q should take, is that they went outside the family, right? They didn't say, oh, we got to go with a UConn guy or whatever. They went outside the family, got the best coach available, and he and his staff has recruited guys that fit the style of play like tough rugged skilled you know like the 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 the, what he's trying to run the system he's trying to put out there like he's gotten guys that fit that and they have worked the high school level and the portal 
Like, there's no excuses. Like, when we seeing JB talking about, oh, we, we ain't go to the portal because it was just money guys and stuff. But then again, it's like, you know, Elliot, Elliot Cadeau, you, you, you were trying to get him because of money, right? Like, so how does that make sense, yeah. right? Like, your, your best shot to get him was off an NIL deal that, you know, your bag man was there, you know, talking about. So I don't, like, that. that's why the roster, you know, when we talk about roster construction with this team and stuff, I wonder, you know, I look at it with JB not being involved in recruiting like he used to. That's the problem. You know, I was saying that to a few guys earlier that like him, you know, just signing off of whoever the assistance brings to him. This is the problem because he's he's still trying to we're, we're going to January and JB still doesn't have a handle of how, you know, a set rotation of guys he wants to play. You know, that's yep. kind of rare. Right. Like usually Jimmy has the idea of like, all right, these are my eight guys. Right. Like eight got my eight guys, not maybe nine guys the most. But usually he's set. And, like, right now it seems like he doesn't have – and, look, I'm not going to – you know, I think, um, you know, there's some misjudgment with, like, Bell, you know, him keep playing Bell. Like, I think if he sat Bell down earlier, he would have had, you know, the other guys like a, 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 a Taylor, Copeland, Brown. Like, some, somebody would have emerged already to fill in that spot. But he's been kind of stubborn with the Bell situation. But – um. You know, I just feel like this over the years with him not being actively involved in the players he's trying to bring to fit into his system because you want to play the zone. You got to get guys that's long and athletic like you can't be bringing in the Joe Gerards and, you know, uh, the you know, Jimmy and his his kids, the Jimmy, the Jimmy juniors and stuff like that. That shit should not be flying. You know, you want to play zone. That's not going to work with these guys. And. You know, you can't tell him anything. You know what I mean? You just gotta let it fly, and this is the result. Yep. And so you know, he said this is. was a he said this was a tournament team. He's wrong about that. He said last year's team was going to be the best shooting team he's ever had. He was wrong about that. You know, it, it, it's just it's it's not good. And the more you pay attention and keep track, just the more frustrated. Um, you know, we all we all get. So let let me ask you one last thing about Judah. Um, mm-hmm. When he came in, was he thinking he was one and done? Because with his lack of a jump shot, I think that, I mean, that's his only chance of coming back because I, I'm I'm sure he'll get a sniff. Yeah, I mean, I think with the numbers he's going to put up, because we know as the season goes along, he's, he's going to get the green light to take, you know, a whole bunch of shots and score a whole lot of points. So I think, um, you know, when it's said and done, he's going to go through the process. Do, you know, do I think it's a lot that he's one and done going to leave? No, but that's why I said a guy like Weitzman, you know, using those resources instead of chasing, you know, top 10 recruits with, you know, uh, these 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 uh, fairy tale deals that, you know, they're not going to accept. Use those resources to get a guy like Judah back and say, hey, you know what? Instead of, you know, unless you're going to be a lottery pick, you know, here goes a good deal that's equivalent to, you know, right. a second round contract. Cause that's what the guys at North Carolina said they were getting. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. He can he can use those resources to get guys in the program to come back to a following year and sign them to NIL deals instead of chasing, 
you know, the, these guys that you know you're not going to get, you know they're going to end up at Kentucky and the, the Blue Blood programs and stuff like that. So use that to support your own or guys in the portal. Like if, if, if JB, JB's talking about, oh, we ain't go after, you know, guys in the portal because, you know, it's just money guys. Well, you got a guy that say he's willing to spend money, so tell him to put his money where his mouth is, right? Like how much you think a guy in the portal is going to cost you? Like I'm pretty sure it's not going to be a million bucks. I'm pretty sure it's going to fit whatever – Weitzman is willing to spend, you know what I'm saying? So use that, use him as that type of resource to get some of these guys that you can, you know, um, build your depth with and fill in. Because we're going to need a big man when Jesse's gone, right? We're going to need some forwards if, you know, Chris Bell jumps into the transfer portal if things don't work out or Benny Williams and things like that. You know, if Joe doesn't come back, you know, uh, you know, somebody he better not jo- come back. So yeah, somebody made a joke. Hopefully, Weissman's not using that nil money on Joe. You know, what I'm saying? oh my god. <laughs> you know, maybe that might work out in the opposite effect that we're hoping for. Maybe you know, JB is like, hey, I want Joe to come back, and you know, hey, Adam, make it worth his while. Like, hook him up with like you know a, a six figure nil deal. So, <laughs> well, from from everything I hear, Jesse. Um, Though he has a year left, he's not coming back. Yeah, yeah, Jesse. Yeah, that's why I said, like, you know, a lot of us was talking earlier about, like, you know, getting a big man, using that, the portal to find another big man. Because, like, we like Hema. I know you're, you, you know, you were the first on the Hema ship, but I, you, you know, I don't, I don't think he's a guy that we can just, like, go in and say, all right, he's going to play 30 minutes and be our main guy. Like, I, I would feel, and I'm sure you as well feel more comfortable if, you know, if there's, like, a, a, a top echelon guy in the portal that, you know, we, we'll try to get that guy to fill out, you know, the death as a replacement, right? I think I think we need to either – because if you look at Syracuse with the offense and the defense that, that they've been running forever, right, um, very rarely um, are, are we hitting the post. You know, this, this year, even with Jesse, um, it's not one of our four – you know what I'm saying? Like, it's been a while since we dumped it down to Rack Christmas uh, is, is what yeah. I'm saying. So for me, if if he can rebound better than Jesse, which I think he can. I mean, Jesse's a great rebounder, but I I I, I like the way he he goes after the ball. Him has him has got an upside to him. Um, he doesn't have the he doesn't have the the offensive polish, but he he even made that one jump shot. So I think we could be okay with him as long as we had scoring um, at the other four positions. But the problem is. Obviously, the forwards right now aren't aren't holding their weight. So next year, you know, Benny would have to make a huge jump. And I'm actually concerned about Benny uh, sticking around because Brown is clearly, I don't know, some people say Benny has a bigger upside than Brown, but I don't agree with that. I just think Brown is, he's just, he just knows how to play, man. And I said that day one about him and I, I like Copeland a lot. So ho- hopefully that's the future. And, and like I said, I, I hope they get minutes and uh, we'll just see what happens for sure. Yep. All right. So, uh, you know, Pat, you know, we, uh, you know, glad you was able to um, hop on, you know, too bad. You ain't get your boy Joe on. Cause I would have loved to hear Joe, you know, put his two cents on about what's happening and stuff. But I'm sure, you know, we get him on, you know, sometime after the new year with some of these games, you know, hopefully, hopefully there's not a loss to like BC or Louisville coming up. Cause I know everybody's going to like go crazy. No, it definitely that, so. could happen. I, I mean, <laughs> Louisville's starting to play a little bit better and you know, it's not like they don't have some talent. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know these these next two games because you know all of a sudden the guys early. I was like, you know, BC. You know, I had somebody asking me about BC. Like, hey, you know, are we gonna like blow them out? What's that looking like? And I was like, hey, you asked me this, you know, beforehand. I would have said sure, but BC just beat Virginia Tech, right? So Virginia Tech's a good team. So that BC game, you know, you gotta, you know, look at that take that much more seriously than I think most of us would have took that beforehand. And the Louisville game is on the road. Like, if that was at the Dome, I would have said, like, yeah, we would have crushed Louisville. But that's on the road. And those fans are, like, even though their team sucks, they're still going to pack the building, right? Like, we're not mm-hmm. – they're not – like, Syracuse is not going to go to Louisville in that arena and play in front of, like, you know, 2,000 people. It's still probably going to be, like, 10,000 fans or whatever there. It's still going to be loud and – you know, it's going to be a good atmosphere. So, you know, hopefully JB has these guys ready because you lose, um, you know, either one of these two games, it's not going to be a good look the rest of the way because everything everything gets tough after those two games. You know, I'm looking at the schedule right now. It's like at Virginia, Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, at Miami, North Carolina, at Virginia Tech, Virginia again. Yeah, it's not pretty after that. So, yep. Well, I'm, I, I appreciate you doing this. I wish I could have hopped on earlier, um, but uh, I'll definitely be looking out. And, uh, you know, I say there won't be any battles left this season, but I'm sure if we drop three or four in a row, who knows what I'm going to say that's going to get him yeah. out of his rocking chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look forward to that. All right, man, Pat. So I appreciate you hopping on better late than ever. And, you know, like I said in the beginning, you and your family have, you know, happy holidays, happy new year, and, you know, take care. You know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll link up again sometime after the new year. So take care, yes. my guy. Same to you, Dean. Thanks, man. All right. So um, if anybody else want to hop on real quick, a few of you guys that didn't get on, um, you know, just uh, hit the request button. Going to rock this for another 20 seconds. If not, going to call it a night. Uh, Jason, Vince, any, if you guys want to say any last words, if you're still listening, you know, just hit me up. Um, you know, uh, if not, then, yeah, Vince. I, I yeah, I just wanted to thank you again for doing it. That's all. I appreciate you, Vince, for hopping on. And, Thank you. you. Know, you have a good night. You too. Take care. All right. Yeah. So uh, any of the other, I see all, three other guys that didn't hop on for the night. One of you guys want to hop on, say any last words? Ian, I see you clap. I appreciate you, my guy. You know, I saw <laughs> I saw your tweet the other day, my dude, about, uh, you know, Weitzman, when you joked about Weitzman check not clearing. I was just like, I didn't know how to rebuttal that because I wasn't sure if the check cleared or not. But, um... You know, I guess it didn't. So we didn't get condo. So it is what it is. But anyway, uh, um, guys, going to call it a night. Thanks to everybody that participated. To the next time, y'all, your boy Dean Francis signing off. Happy New Year to everybody coming up. We're out.